Hey folks, it's Jesse, the founder of MaxFun. Since we postponed our annual MaxFun drive in mid-March, we have gotten a lot of questions about if and when we'd be rescheduling it. And honestly, we've been asking ourselves the same thing. Well, now we have an answer for you. The 2020 Max Fund Drive will start on July 13th. That's coming up soon. We decided to have the drive now because it's always brought a lot of joy and excitement to our community and certainly to us. And to be totally honest, it's also the main source of income for some of our hosts. Like pretty much everything right now, this year's drive is going to be a little different. Uh, we'll still be bringing you very special episodes, fun community activities, premium thank you gifts, but we also know it's a weird time and for some folks, a really difficult one. Some people are in a position to become new or upgrading members. Others can't right now, and that is okay. We'll have ways for you to support Max Fun at every level, including some ways that won't cost you anything. We're also going to run the drive for four weeks instead of two. We didn't think it was a good time to be rushing anybody, and uh, having a longer drive lets us be a little more low-key in our drive pitch. It also gives us more time to do fun stuff, like the weekly live streams we'll be putting on for charity throughout the drive. Most importantly, we want the 2020 Max Fund Drive to highlight all the ways we support each other and our communities. We also want to show how grateful we are to you for making all the work that we do possible. Stay safe. We'll see you July 13th for the Max Fund Drive. Before we get the episode started, very quickly, this was a live streaming show to benefit the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. And if that's an organization you want to donate to, you can do that at any time by going to NAACPLegalDefenseFund.org. And now, without any further ado, here is this week's episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Loads and loads of things. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. What is up? Hey, How are you, everybody. Oh, it worked. Uh, it did. That's I, hi, Hal. I had this vision in my head that I was going to be the only one, like one of us would come on before the other one and be like, well, we're both about to be here. Don't worry. <laughs> I promise. I promise he's coming. I once yeah. uh, was doing a play years ago and an actor missed an entrance. This was a summer camp musical. An actor okay. missed an entrance and uh, the actor who was on stage just decided and actually and said out loud and began. He said, you know what? It's been a long time. I'm going to write a letter to my father and then sat down and dictated a letter to his father while waiting for the other actor. I like to think that you would write a letter to Bill. Yeah, uh, I would. Because let's be honest, if anybody was going to not figure this out, it was going to be me. It was. It was going to be you, but you nailed it. You did it. Thanks, buddy. We're here. Uh, thank you to everybody who's joining us. You've helped raise uh, a lot of money for the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, which we'll talk about later on in the show. If you're not familiar with We Got This, it's a show where we settle insignificant but important debates. And we are doing a clean slate of several small topics with a great slate of guests, including our very first guest and one of Let's our greatest guests. Let's jump right guests, in. Uh, Lil Janet Varney, our friend from Thrilling Adventure Hour, and so much more. Janet, please join us. Yes! It works! <laughs> 
Hey guys. <laughs> Hi, little Janet Varney. Hey. Um, I, it is, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just waiting for your song. I genuinely misunderstood oh, yeah. and thought that you were going <laughs> to sing a song, even though it was all jokes about songs. Oh, I was lying was like, before we started yeah. and said I was going to sing an original song. I still might at some point. We've got a two hour show lined up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, it might happen. Um, it's be so afraid nice. to make up a quick song about me since I'm your first guest, but that's <laughs> sure. That's cool. You don't have to. Janet Varney. Oh, Janet Varney. She talked about toys before. Janet Varney. Yeah. Little Janet Varney. And today we want to know, should you stay up late or get up early during the quarantine? Asks Alan Ray Park. Uh, that's our first topic of the oh. day. Thank you to Alan wow. Ray Park. It makes you um, think. It makes yeah. you think. Like we said, we're going to go with the real hot topics for debate right now. Uh, are you an early riser, Janet? I feel that I am one of two perfect guests for this answer. <laughs> Me being the perfect guest for the get up early answer. Mm -hmm. Someone else undoubtedly being the perfect guest for the stay up late answer. Because I have very much embraced the I'm tired at 930 and I wake up at 530 and I'm excited because it's not hot yet. And there's now we're in June gloom. So there's a nice fog, which reminds me of my love, San Francisco. And so I have been getting up early and going for contemplative walks <laughs> with uh, maybe one or two other people who are seem to be doing the same thing. We sort of give each other a special look from we have our masks on. And we kind of look at each other like... You're not talking about Brandon, hey, right? Hey, brother Just or sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know the secret to getting up, and it's getting up early. <laughs> but now we're in this weird place where everything is one giant day and that never yes. ends. And everything is the same all the time. So has that changed anything? I mean, I, I'm generally... I wake up early no matter what. I can't sleep, I don't think, past seven. That's mm -hmm. getting up late for me, no matter when I go to sleep. So... Yeah. I, it, I almost don't choose between the two, but I wish I could sleep in in better. I wish I could sleep in more now because it seems like it doesn't matter how long I'm awake for in a day. You got like, it. I, I can take an yeah. hour or two off. You got it. I think for me, I have I, I've pretty much had like consistent things through the stay at home that have really still marked the days for me. Are these self-imposed um, or are these like outside things that some are of, some of them are outside things. Some of them are self-imposed, but you know, it, it doesn't, it like, I'm a, a very much a creature of routine. And so if you give me like one thing to build the rest of a routine around, I can pretty much like, I will find a way to sort of create like <laughs> everything's still in order. <laughs> Monday is Monday. Wednesday is Wednesday. Wednesday is always Wednesday. Uh, so I've had, I feel like I've had a good kind of a good amount of, of that. You know, it's not like necessarily fun stuff. Like I have PT on Monday but that's, but it's right near PT my favorite grocery store <laughs> in Highland what, Park. What you consider the fun one? I mean, <laughs> I do feel like I'm getting better. That's fun. Janet, do you have a calendar where all of your appointments are written in clippings of letters from magazines and newspapers? 
It's I'm not threatening today. to kidnap myself for ransom. <laughs> the good girl goes to PT. <laughs> then the good girl gets to shop afterwards. Yeah. Then she puts yeah. it in an envelope, puts it in her mailbox, goes back inside, then walks out and goes, what? That's how you yeah. trademark it. Well, you mail yourself your calendar. Say, yeah. that's, what I, that's why I do it because I yeah. think they're gonna, they'd be very valuable someday. Did you yeah. ever mail yourself anything thinking this is the best thing ever and I need to copyright this right now? Like a drawing <laughs> you did as a kid and you're like, this needs – somebody's going to steal this. Never. Never. The first script I ever wrote I did because – I felt like I had heard that was something that you're supposed to do, but the whole time I would do, was doing it, I felt like I felt I think I was very aware that it was symbolic at best. Right. But I did so I've done that once. But no, I never thought I had there's I can't think of anything I would have felt proud enough of that I would have thought, you know, this is mine. <laughs> yeah, well, generally we all of your ideas are great. Yeah. Thank you. Tons of great ideas, especially the calendar. I, I think like anything you would mail to yourself when you're at that stage, because I definitely did it. I might have even done it with a spec script for a show that was already in production, which there's no <laughs> way to copyright that at all. <laughs> yeah. And it, generally things that you do that with probably aren't anything that need to be protected at that level anyway. It's early right. work, which is right. just a stepping stone to later work. That's a good way to put yeah. it. That's a nice one. But also I like that you're saying protect it at that level as if that's like a significant like DEFCON protection <laughs> level. Like I don't think if I it need is, to it's be, the worst. Yeah, DEFCON. Like, I don't think I need to be copyright orange, you know. I'm not going to red, <laughs> but I could probably be yellow or green for some of those early ideas. I just figured there was a terrible court somewhere where they were really bad at their jobs. Where they go, well, he mailed it to himself. Yeah, I award yeah. the the plaintiff eight billion dollars. Uh, objection, objection, Your Honor. Steam, yeah. Steam will uh will open an envelope. All right, you're all under arrest. <laughs> uh, Your Honor, is this a good time for us to bring? We have about fifteen bags of letters to Santa Claus. Could we bring <laughs> those in? And could you make a determination on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been dying to read what they're writing that guy. Okay, great. <laughs> It's just all scripts from little kids. Yeah. It's all their it's all their spec scripts. Santa's like, oh my god, if I have to read one more friends. <sighs> this is gross and meta, but that is kind of amazing. Like if there was a sketch where <laughs> somehow in Hollywood people were like, you know, you're supposed to send Santa your scripts. And then it was like <laughs> I'm not saying it would be a good sketch, but it's a yeah. believable concept for a sketch. Sure. I always, I always liked (laughs) when you mail yourself something and it's the getting it back that's fun. Like you mail it to yourself. You're like, Oh, I got mail today. Then you get, you're like, no, it's from me. I wonder what I sent. Are you that excited to get mail? I get excited to get mail. I get excited to get mail where my name is handwritten. Okay. Yeah. Cause that means that it's usually something personal and not a business thing. Unless like, you know, my congressman who's running this year starts, you know, sending me personalized things, at which point I will absolutely vote for him. Do you ever get fooled um, by you, the fake handwriting on the envelope where it looks yeah. like handwriting, but it's printed? And it's like, Honda days are yeah. here again when you open yeah. it up. Like, Some wow, of those this are still like, up. yeah, the most basic, like sans serif, like, you know, just like the yeah. most basic, like <laughs> I wanted to say wingdings, but that's not a usable font. We all know that that's just shapes. Um, Correct. But, you know, it's like, oh, oh my that. God. Early like hot springs, like they're they've just made it to the eighties with their font in like the you know card that they send out. Like oh they okay. 
They just found this. Cool. They got print shop. Yeah. They had to yeah. Po- they had to tear the little dot hole paper off the side and all comes oh, out yeah. in one long feed. I love oh, that yeah. stuff. I know, right? Um, I'm let's not get back say to anything talking depressing about-, about the post office. Okay. No, okay. Never. Yes. Since we uh, about let's get mail. back to talking about the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I feel like we got three people who are all pretty much on the same page. I'm an early riser. I'm also, I go to bed late, but I don't sleep you, terribly much you yeah. seem to not need much sleep it's I don't. you are that's shocking to me yeah whenever we're traveling together i will go to bed super early like yeah. always and you're still out and then i see you you're like the first person i see the next day and i'm like what you look great i did you must have gone to bed right after me and you're like oh i i never went to bed <laughs> never, <laughs> well, look i've never seen me early you look bright and cheery <laughs> You see me early because I do not want to miss a hotel breakfast. If I'm in a hotel <laughs> and I wake up and it's like 9.50, I will get yeah. dressed as fast as I can and get down there with the five minutes left and be like, I can still get a bagel. I can still get a bagel. <laughs> like That's I a want good my then. free breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, but yeah, generally <laughs> mornings for me are get up and cook breakfast while watching the 8 a.m. Rick Steves on Create and then – you know, like nine o'clock, the rest of the world seems to be beginning. But I really like having like late night, having time to myself is not like as fun to me as early morning, having time to myself like that Same. starting a day, yeah. the I'm going to make my coffee, I'm going to have breakfast, I'm going to watch a TV show that I love, I'm going to sort of decompress, I mean, decompress following sleep. But <laughs> well, you know, I wake up, I'm like, kid. oh, I am tired. <laughs> Even when I go to bed, I haven't gone to bed. Right. Yeah. But I mean, when you're a kid, there's like a joy in getting to stay up late because you're not supposed to, but you always have to get up early. And then as you, so you reach this period, sort of like with college and like, or the first time you're out on your own and you realize like, oh, I can eat whatever I want. I can stay up as late as I want. So you start sort of testing those boundaries for yourself. And that gets for a lot of people that gets old for some people. It never gets old. They just get old. It sticks. And they continue yeah. to right. stay up forever. But um, I think that you eventually gravitate back towards, oh, it's actually better to get up. Either I have a job or I get up to work out or whatever. You, I have a structured schedule that looks like a kidnapper sent it to me. You know, whatever it is, <laughs> you, you start gravitating back towards that. So I think <laughs> that's it's, very oh, casual. Yeah. Can we get, I can't do that with my. Yeah. Also, qu- quick note, it is for sure getting brighter and brighter in here because I face mm. west. So if it feels <laughs> like I'm being more and more blown out and getting more and more pale and washed out, you're not imagining that. In, within the next two minutes, I will. it will just be like lips and eyes. Well, that's about, we'll that's about how long and then we just have. just white light. Yeah. Right. You're, about, you're right. about to look like the Chinatown poster. You're getting really <laughs> close to it. You're going Thank full you. I was Cheshire. trying to think of like a Nagel. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was trying to think of like something that was just so like featureless, but Chinatown yeah. very much yeah. beats that. The cover of now, the if this, if this whole thing, <laughs> if this whole yeah. thing goes bright white and then suddenly you're not sitting in the chair anymore, then we're going to be yeah. worried. Like it comes back from rapture. My, That's yeah. the rapture. It's rapture. Yeah. Yeah. Just shoes yeah. sitting there. So um, yeah. we have about 60 seconds left with you, okay. Janet. Thank you for coming on. Uh, yes, you know what? You. Let's Because we're going to try to do all of these topics. Why not? So, this it, one so I think it was is, getting up early, right? It's getting up I, early. I definitely answer. feel getting up early. Yeah. Getting up oh early. Goodness. All right. One down. The quick one. <laughs> this is from Leslie Trotman. Thank you, Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Yeah. Um, what's the best sock height? Ooh. Mm, I'm going uh, over the knee. 
I'm not saying it's an everyday thing, but <laughs> I I still like uh I like an over the knee boot. I like an over the knee yeah. sock that goes with that boot. Uh and I feel that they look sexy. On a, on a man or a woman <laughs> or anyone in between. I, anybody, I don't know. I feel anybody, like on a man it would look like Zardoz Anybody who identifies boots. as anything can look cute in an over-the-knee sock. I'm into it. Sure. That's my personal preference. <laughs> I mean, I generally err on the exact opposite side, the like lowest <laughs> possible so you don't see it above your sneaker. But, you know, if I've got to rock some tall over-the-knee socks, I don't know when that opportunity would For your swashbuckler boots? You know what? I did have swashbuckler yeah. boots. Oh, this is Hal's height. <laughs> That's an did ankle, Did you just take right? that off? Yeah, I sure did. And I slowly... Yet he didn't take his shoe off. That's magic. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty Good. impressive. And I yeah. also tied a, a cherry stem into a knot with my toes. Uh, <laughs> I like that sort of length. When it's too low, the edge of your shoe will cut into your ankle. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that it looks like you're not wearing socks. I'm all yeah. for that. I'm not saying wear... What I just showed you with a pair of loafers. Right. Uh, the, what you just showed me with a pair of loafers is like the, the ultimate dad in an airport move. Yeah. That is, I'm grilling. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. else I could possibly be doing. I think um, that, that would be my, I like that sort of, I don't know, is that a three quarters crew? Is that a crew? Crew is the one where it's really low. Like, like to the low, to the low end of your calf. Yeah. I will say this though, to what Janet was saying, it does feel like, these other socks are a personal preference for comfort based on, you know, this, I don't like the way this one feels on my heel or this one has a little mm-hmm. more ankle support, but yeah. only one of these is a statement. And I think that the over the knee sock, like over the knee, yeah. that is, that is a, I am doing this on purpose. I'm wearing these socks <laughs> for a reason. Let and that reason is look how good I look. And you know what? Yeah. You look great. Whoever you are yep. wearing your over the knee socks. We're going but in the, the summer, day. don't wear them. It's your get very hot, and I worry no. about you. We, you have to wear them. They're the best kind of Speedo. Oh, no. Speedo and over the knee oh, socks. No. Yeah. I've done, it. I've done a terrible answer. thing. I did it. Yes, you have. Ask oh, an no. answer. I've Look what you did. Uh, Janet oh, no. Varney, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Uh, you you've guys. been an absolute delight. We love you, too. We love you. Thanks for helping us raise money, everybody who's watching. We love you. Yes. Amen. Bye, Janet. Bye, Janet. Well, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. We love We're Janet. We're roll right into it, right? We're rolling right in. Our next guest, you. Our oldest friend in LA. Our oldest friend in LA. This guy, we've known him for about 20 years, almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, um, you obviously know him having seen him get eaten in Jurassic World. He's the voice of Grizz, but he's most importantly for, uh, Grizz on We Bear Bears. Sorry. Not just any yep. Grizz. Um, not 30 Rock. Right. He's a dear friend. And most importantly, he's a music super fan. So yes. we got, we have a music question to start. So without further ado, Eric Edelstein. Eric. Come on Edelstein. in, Eric. Come Yay. on down. And Lee. <laughs> Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. It, for those of you who don't know Lee, you can follow Lee on Instagram at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a private one for friends. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I won't put it out there then. Yeah. My mother follows you can befriend uh, Eric. Lee. Well, yeah. yeah. It's a delicate situation. That's All right, fair. No, uh, Jess has him on there at Mimu the Rescue. So if you want the, uh, the censored whitewash Lee without his drinking or political acumen, follow Mimu the Rescue. If, if you're looking to, uh, hear his taste on politics, go to the Torrance Lions Club. He's there with his gambling anonymous sponsor about every night. <laughs> 
I'm just, I kind, Eric, I love you, but I kind of just want to ask Lee these questions. Yeah. He's here, man. He's <laughs> where does, Mark? let's see where, hi, Lee. There he is. You see him. I see you too, buddy. He does not care right now. Lee, you have a full concept of this technology. You know he doesn't go anywhere he doesn't want to go. Also, how many names does he have? Got about seven. Fair. (laughs) A lot of names. Mimu, Lee. Liberace, now Lee. Mm -hmm. And to bring it all full circle, Bob Dylan in one song today in his new album drops Al Pacino, Marlon Brando, and Liberace in the same lyric. And it's amazing. See? Uh, you well, perfect. You, you the music fan, have introduced me yeah. to the joys of Liberace. And I had no clue either. He's incredible. Leave driving it. around, a couple of 40-something dudes driving around just blaring Liberace with the windows down. Yeah, right. man. It's called Living Right, and we're doing it's it. pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> now, Valley style. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you brought up Bob Dylan. That's the perfect segue into this topic, it. which was suggested by Jordana Kane. Uh, okay. Jordana asks... Electric or acoustic? Because that was the when Dylan went electric, people lost their minds. Oh, is that really the question? The that question is, really is the and question. this is electric this is not specific acoustic. to Bob Dylan, but the question is simply: it, I'm going to make it specific to Bob Dylan, and okay. this okay. Is shock people. I will take electric Bob Dylan over acoustic Bob Dylan. Why is that? Really? Um, and I have seen because I'm a nerd. I've seen Bob Dylan seven times in Amazing. the last year, and I think he's either in love. Or has a disease diagnosis because he's the most incredible I've ever seen him. I'm talking like Rolling Thunder. But for me, I love acoustic. I go see Neil Young acoustic or electric, but electric just makes my soul soar. Yeah. The electric guitar feels like it might be America's greatest gift to the world. I'm assuming we invented it. That might be wrong. But I love electric. There's something about it that just takes me to another place. But acoustic is wonderful as well. But I'll take Bob Dylan after he plugged in and after he rocked. I'm snapping my fingers and driving the car around. I love it's it. Cr- well, it's so funny because I was sitting here thinking, like, if I listen to – I love James Taylor. I saw him. It's one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Him and Dolly Parton are the two best concerts I've ever oh, been to. Yeah. He is so skilled on the guitar. And if you put him on an electric rather than an acoustic, it completely changes his entire catalog. So then that becomes, well – it's clearly acoustic because you can't do acoustic stuff with electric. But then if you gave Jimi Hendrix and you put him on like a Martin acoustic guitar rather than electric guitar, that changes what he does. It would still sound great because he was Mm -hmm. so good. He was so skilled at playing the guitar, but anything other than what he was doing with electric is you add fuzz to like the way you distort it. Even the way it sounds with distortion is different than with an acoustic guitar. Well, and I think that was why we always loved MTV Unplugged and why I love Neil Young's Bridge School benefit, because they're all acoustic. And you would really get to see who can transfer it. And those bands that you're surprised that can do acoustic well, like I'm not a huge Queens of the Stone Age fan, mm-hmm. but they came out with wine glasses and did an acoustic set. And I was like, right on. Tom Waits did an acoustic set. Some other bands struggle with it. So I think acoustic is also a really a true test of talent in a way. Mm-hmm. If you can still do that, like I saw Metallica once do an acoustic set at Bridge School, and I'm not a Metallica guy, I was floored. Well, that does seem, that does seem like that's the, at least with the 90s MTV unplugged acoustic sets, it was to show the musicality. I think so often, and I, I want to step back also and get away from just rock and roll music and the electric versus acoustic guitar, because it does say acoustic versus electric, and that can mean a million things. That can be, Vivaldi versus Fatboy Slim. You know what I mean? That's 
stretching that, it. I'm, I am. Well, I'm stretching. I'm, I'm stretching it to stretching its it extremes rather than because sure. we have it. So we have it at both ends. But it does seem like it. That's the the acoustic is showing off the musicality more. I remember when Lady Gaga went on SNL years ago and opened with a big flashy electronic number and then kind of pushed her crazy costume out of the way, sat down at a piano and just played a song. Yeah. And both of them were wonderful. You can hear a little more of what the music is doing in the acoustic version, but I think you're right. Like for a live show, something big and electronic and amplified and crafted by an engineer in the back with faders and, I think there's a lot, once you plug in, there's a lot more you can do. Yeah. And w- what I love is the surprise of somebody you expect is acoustic. And then when they plug in, like I went to see Brandy Carlisle and she rocked. No and kidding. That, yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll see electric and they'll go acoustic. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think they both tap into different parts of your soul. Because when yeah. I see Neil Young solo and he's got eight different guitars behind him, it's this reverential, almost feels like church, very calm. There's a lot of older people there that can just sit and enjoy it. And then I'll see him literally the next night playing with Willie Nelson's kids. And it's loud and ragged. And it just brings out this visceral part of your soul, too. So really, you kind of need them both. But if I'm picking for what I'm going to for a concert, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, friends. I really miss concerts, as you can imagine. I really miss rocking out. It's, yeah. it's my favorite kind of medicine. I'm not, I don't drink anymore. So it really kind of replaces... <laughs> you know, for for a, a stress release, live music is my thing. And I think for live, I do love electric better. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think another thing that kind of clinches it for me is thinking about Buck Owens, who's somebody I got familiar with in the last couple of years. And his mm-hmm. music is not the same without Don Rich playing a Strat oh behind him. Gosh. Playing the Strat. Isn't that like, incredible? One of the greatest guitarists that that people who who aren't country music fans have probably never heard of but just like a prodigy and the way he played it, like you have to have the electric mm-hmm. even, even with as good as Buck Owens, he was Buck Owens is a great guitar player too, but I do think it's, I think we got to go electric, which is weird because I came into it thinking acoustic because it's so much more personal and, and it has like a smaller, yeah. more intimate feel, but well, there's I also agree. an accessibility. Electric, yeah. To an acoustic set, there's an accessibility. Like anybody with a guitar can sit on a beach and, play acoustic music there is there that is the there is music all around us but i didn't mean to cut you off i'm sorry how i i absolutely agree with the with electric um, yeah i was gonna being say, way because it's... versatility wise yeah it's electric asked and answered and yeah now we got... i love it i love it and as as the the musical friend that is that has brought mark to, to some incredible live shows i'm very happy to be here Oh, you yeah. we have Charlie Pride because we of saw me. we're not gonna nanogenarian Charlie Pride at a casino wow. in Saratoga Springs. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought all music at the end of the day would be love and bring people together. And I was right until I dragged Mark to a Bocephus concert. And since yeah. then I've been very humbled and very careful what I recommend. And Ken For those who right. don't know, Bocephus yeah. is uh Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I was wrong. I was humbled. There, there was not a ton of love in that room. No. At the Leonard Skinner Bocephus <laughs> concert in Atlanta. But I have but, something that I think you will love. Ooh. We have another. Is this topic the other? Is it the next topic? The next topic. I'm yeah. surprised we got through that one so quickly, Eric. That's. I know. Uh, well, we, he knew. He knew and made a knew. good argument. Sometimes that's all. Yeah. Things. That's Jeff, it. Well, when Jeff you've maybe. gone to this many live shows, you synthesize this stuff where I'm like, well, oh, I'm going yeah. to see Neil Acoustic. I'm going to have this feeling. And then Electric, 
I'm just going to rock out. Did you get the new Neil Young album today? I thought today it came out and Bob Dylan and Willie has a new single. So we've got a lot of our, as your Mount Rushmore friends, our yeah. strong medicine men yeah. are giving us music on this June, Juneteenth. Amen. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's a quick fire. This is a quick shot one for please, you. Please, please. Jeff baby asks hash browns or home fries. Oh my God, dude. Well, Jeff, Three weeks ago, I invited my friend Mark over here to eat my homemade hash browns. Literally. That's why I put this one on. I love home fries, and I've made them for years. You do it low and slow with onions, but I just learned all it takes is that grater, and you make hash browns, wash the potatoes, drain them, Jeff. Put them in the fryer. Do a little bit of, I do a little bit of fake egg. You can do real egg, Jeff. Get crazy. Maybe your health isn't allowed to eat whatever you want, but be careful. But I'm a hash brown guy now. I love, I get a good crisp on there. Oh, cancel Christmas. Yeah, you can. <laughs> well said, sir. Thank I feel like you. there needed to be music swell, acoustic or electric music swelling Anything, behind you. Any, as you you're said you're that. getting yeah. a tighter, better version of me right now. <laughs> yeah. What were you like, he's surprisingly coherent and has a point. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm, this I'm is here the right. fastest I've ever heard you talk. I'm yeah. happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Whenever you get invited um, to one of these things, you're happy to be here. I had um, the same answer as Eric, but mine was just, I don't like onions and peppers in my potatoes. I just oh. want some potatoes on my plate. And I do like the shredded, because you get like a crisp layer, and then mm-hmm. you get the nice, like, set of soft layer. It's, it's ridiculous. It's pretty great. Have you guys ever had shreds of something other than potatoes? In, there's in a spot. Life? Sure. There's a spot down. <laughs> I mean, as like the, in filling yeah. that function in a breakfast. Mm. Zucchini. Makes yeah. a perfect breakfast shred. No. Why are you doing this? I'm, Dude. What? You want an 86 you, uh, mark and just have me sit in, Hal? Mm-hmm. I'm willing yeah, to man. do it. Man. You guys, yeah. I'm telling you. Just a shredded zucchini. Yeah. What, yeah. What are we, is, as three-year-old children? You yeah, don't this is good. why the rest of the country thinks Hollywood is crazy. Because you're... Yeah. No, man. no zucchini? shredded zucchini. Uh, you come with you? me. You come with me to this place down the street from me that does. Mm-hmm. They do zucchini shreds with breakfast instead of hash brown potatoes. I'll and go you, with you if you have a Bowie knife. That's the only way I'm going to have your shredded zucchini. <laughs> For real, I'll have zucchini if it's deep fried, battered with a ranch or a blue cheese adjacent to it. That's it, friend. <laughs> really? Do you know if you like candy, Eric? You'd really like an apple. Oh man, it's did so I, did I suddenly sweet. become that guy on Halloween? Yeah. You became I'm my the guy mother that talking about this. Oh. That was my mother. She you would go, you know, apples on Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, wait. Ugh. Yeah, there's always that house. First of all, they, they yeah. should be evicted. Then, uh, my mother would always go, you know, it's a great dessert. A peach. Mmm. She would even make the mmm <laughs> noises. I'd be like, woman, are you insane? Did you yeah. wait for her to finish that sentence with no. the word cobbler? I'll be dropping my head onto a <laughs> desk loaded with chocolate chips like Tony Montana. That's my dessert for a peach. A peach that has its place, but not at the dessert table. No, no, that's Madeline. sacrilege, man. My goodness. You're right. Peaches aren't dessert, but shreds are great hash browns for breakfast. Stop it. The answer shreds is potatoes. But Mark. the answer, the answer, because I think yes, because of the crisps that you can get, hash uh, it, it's hash browns. Yeah. Ask uh, and answered. Asked and answered. Eric, that's all the time we have with you. I love y'all. I love you, brother. Best, literally. Thank you. you. Love you. You're the best. Love you, brother. Thank you. We'll see you, you soon. Kidding? I had so much fun. Bye, guys. <laughs> see you, Bye. bud. Lee, um, put the knife down. Oh, no, Lee. <laughs> uh, you know what? He's going to do what he wants. That dog. Can't stop him.
I'm surprised he didn't have his bow tie on. He has a little red, white, and blue bow tie where he looks like a tiny delegate to the, uh, to some convention. He well, just needs you know, that, that like, uh, that, uh, what do you call them? Barbershop quartet hats that they wear. Yeah. Like a boater. Boater. Is that what boater? Yeah. 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 Well, let's move. Oh, this is very exciting. This next block of help just, that we have. You're what? discovering. Yeah. No, I've got it right oh, here. Oh, look at that. I'm doing the Today Show. I've watched okay. a lot of the Today Show where they okay. go like, Oh, oh, you guys up next, up next. These are some dear friends of ours that we got to travel with, with their mega award winning world's greatest number one podcast in the world Mm -hmm. for a good long while. Uh, Welcome to Night Vale. And one of these people I actually grew up with. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, yes. Cecil and I, uh, grew up together in Tennessee doing shows and, uh, and hanging out at the Cinnabon at the West Town Mall. But right now we are not bringing them in here to talk about the Cinnabon or welcome to Night Vale. They can if they like. Uh, but please, please give a welcome to Symphony Sanders, Cecil Baldwin and Meg Bashwinner. What is up, go. y'all? Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hey. This is exciting because hey. I haven't seen y'all today yet. We didn't see hey. you in the thing before. Oh, your look bangs so look amazing. Yeah. Well, I am. I'm the jabroni that got bangs like the week the quarantine started. <laughs> they were up here, and now I'm like in a prison of my own hair. But Meg, you were you were awesome. like you're like a '60s fashion model. You look yeah. like yeah. but you can't yeah. see that I haven't had my eyebrows waxed in three months. So <laughs> that's okay. Oh, <laughs> groovy <laughs> eyebrows and uh, Symphony. Course. I'm very excited to see your cat Hi. ears. Always with oh, the ears. I love yes. it. Like, when else am I going to wear them? You know. I just assumed that you would be a person that even at home during a quarantine would be like, I have costumes and I'm going to put these on because this is for me. I've definitely (laughs) been that person. I started leaning into the weird really hard early on in quarantine (laughs) and was walking around cemeteries in my neighborhood in like cat ears and like the the teeth pants from Welcome to Night Vale. Checks out. And randomly just turning and going, who are you looking at? I know. I'm like, why do people think I look weird? Yeah. I'm like, hello. Just do you know how many people now have a story about a cat ghost that they saw <laughs> while they were visiting great grandma? Probably 150. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. We have some food-based stuff. We all love food. Yes. We, yeah. we love our food. We eat a ton on the road. Good Morning Night Vale is exclusively a food podcast. A food podcast. So <laughs> Tracy Fierick asked whether you're supposed to bite or lick ice cream. Okay, Tracy, if it's a cone, you lick it. If it's like a ice cream sandwich, I have a couple of ways, but I bite, I bite that more than I, I, I lick it. But a cone, strict lick. See, so yeah. you're nodding your head. That's why you agree. No, I think, I think Symphony's onto something. It's the, it's the soft ice cream, hard ice cream divide. Yeah. You gotta lick the soft serve, but bite the like, you know, anything more firm than a gelato, you gotta like, you know. You have to bite into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to go with there's only biting is only necessary when there's a, a compound to it. So you got a Poppins. brownie, you got a brownie yeah. chunk in there. Yeah. yeah. Don't mm-hmm. choke. You know, you're not going to be able to lick, lick your way through a brownie, <laughs> but regular ice cream. It's too you cold. Don't know that. I don't, yeah. I don't know about you, but I've burned off all the enamel off my teeth. I've either ground yeah. through it with my stress night teeth <laughs> grinding or my yeah. like 
every sort of acid drinking you could possibly tomato you could eat. So my teeth are like the most sensitive. So the idea of biting an ice cream cone like makes my wrists weak. Like, <laughs> but at that point, then if the ice cream is, I think the the hard versus soft is a big thing for this. Like, I don't think it's possible. Like, if an ice cream is super solid, like it's just been scooped out, or if, like if you're at Disneyland and you get an ice cream there that's pulled out of the freezer, like the dry ice bin where it's that hard. I don't know how to do it without biting. You use your tongue to make it warm and melt it. You, that you, you that takes so long. It, uh, yeah, that's. I think that's the trick, Mike, I, is yeah, that it requires yeah. patience to be like, okay, i got to wait for this to melt yeah. to substantial lickable yeah. consistency. No, I'm, I'm the owl from the Tootsie Pop. One, yeah. two, crunch. Yeah. I'll even with soft serve, I'll do like, because I'll get it dipped in Jimmy's and then I'll I'll lick the jimmies off, but then I'll start just by going, jimmies. Wait, 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 hold up. By oh, jimmies, do you mean do you mean sprinkles? Sprinkles? I call the rainbow chocolate? ones jim. My dad says chocolate is jimmies and rainbow is sprinkles. I call them all jimmies. Do you care to examine oh. the racist implications of that statement? I have no idea. Well, what my dad said. I've or, heard or, this. I don't know if this is like bullshit. I might like to curse yeah. on cursing. I've yeah, heard that the them being called jimmies was like in reference to the Jim Crow laws. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, there you go. So then Just to unpack. I call them sprinkles. That's yeah, what I call sprinkles. Yeah, yeah, they're all sprinkles. We always oh call all of them sprinkles. Well, I'm glad I learned this. It's sprinkles. Uh, listen, sprinkles I don't. I could be. I, I had heard that. I don't you know, know if it's true. I haven't followed up on it, but I just always called them sprinkles. So. I'll go sprinkles. Yeah. Sprinkles there's, is fine. There's no loss in calling them sprinkles, right? Yeah. 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 Also, I have the sprinkles. <laughs> I get rid of the sprinkles. Mm-hmm. I eat those yeah. first, and then I go top down, eating the like I Pac-Man my way through. But I'm not licking. Cause no, are you, you do you do like the, the full you, lip press like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Because you're <laughs> trying right. to navigate. Let's... I have sensitive teeth like Meg, and I'm yeah, trying to right. navigate the, I knew what you're doing, Cynthia. I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like you're trying to protect like, like yeah. a horse, like how a horse <laughs> yeah. eats, like they use the lips to bring it in, yeah. and then the teeth yeah. are maybe involved later. Yeah, yeah. I'm horse eating ice cream constantly, <laughs> and I can't get enough, like, I want the most amount that I can get. Mm-hmm. in my mouth to eat at a time because i'm that's, unhealthy that's like the habits. spork that's the spork of eating uh ice cream right there <laughs> yeah it's do like you guys... not biting or licking it's like it's mawing. do you bite or lick mawing. oh hal has mawing. a whole third thing mawing i maw i like yeah. to maw my ice cream yeah. Yeah. yeah use your instrument you know you have your whole yeah. body you yeah. don't just oh, have a teeth like and that. a tongue yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're going to get ice cream. Bring movement clothes. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Limber up first. Explore the, the space of your body. Uh, I love having the Night Vale crew on because y'all roll with cocktails. Oh, oh my God. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I by feel the way, have... uh, cheers. <laughs> there Jimmy's you go. Jimmy's named after the guy who created them, who is James Bartholomew. <laughs> All right. So no. I had just heard. I know. Nice I was like, about it. I was like, maybe, but I was like, it might be. There's, you know, there's some ice cream stand where it's just like Jimmy's ice cream stand, and he was the uh, right. he only had one yeah. kind. Like, it was know. right next to Sprinkles ice cream stand that yeah. failed, yeah. so he made the cupcake shop. Sprinkles yeah. is better though. I actually like Sprinkles because it makes it feel magical. Yeah, Ooh, so I'm gonna. Good. I'm going to go with Sprinkles. And Let me ask you all this: Do you <laughs> have a preference between soft serve and scooped ice cream? Scooped, because I'm not a f- child. Sorry. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say, I would say there's more variety in a scooped yeah. ice cream. Uh, sure, but I'm not going to turn my nose up at a yogurt or a. I love me some yogurt land. No, 
Like, and that's have, all soft serve. But that's just really like a conveyance for toppings. Like, I really just want to like rate. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever this generic flavor of yogurt really just let me at the topping bar, you know? Exactly. It's definitely more of a, like a, a parfait, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. But if if the quality of ice cream is low, so we're not Mm -hmm. working it up, like we're working not at a high level, I'm going to go soft serve. Because I think mm-hmm. that's I can put sprinkles on. I can make it better with the toppings. If the quality of ice cream is high, like a salt yeah. and straw uh, or right. like uh, a Jenny's, be, um, that. where they're really <laughs> focusing on the flavors and the ingredients, then I'm going to go with a hard pack, obviously, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah, there's caveats. Too. And I and I'll tell you what, I am generally not a cone person, mm. but if they have a good cone, like a pretzel cone. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. something exciting. Or like a tempura battered, yes. you know, like. Yeah. Where are you ben- getting your tempura battered ice cream cones? <laughs> Vancouver, ironically. <laughs> yeah. Vancouver, Canada. I mean, you guys yeah, have was, had ice cream like all over the world. It was, no, yeah. Symphony, yeah. Symphony and I, Meg, I can't remember if you were, I like, didn't found this go, one, But you guys, but we, like, talked of the legend of we this went place. Twice and, we and we <laughs> found, we found this place in, uh, in Vancouver next to the, like, whatever the, like, big sports arena that was, like, like waffle cone fish with like, fish was like with, a, with you know that you would in. put ice cream into the mouth of it like imagine it like a, a waffle it was the rolled it was the rolled ice cream you know oh, oh yeah in like, the bottom of the waffle on the thing yeah was baked in like a custard either oh a chocolate God, was... custard or a vanilla custard so you got all the way down and there was still like a little warm custard like left in the bottom of the waffle cone yeah, it was really good it yeah. was magic. To this that day, I think it's like my preferred ice cream. We're, we're chasing that. We're chasing that high. Constantly. That's the dragon. <laughs> I thought when you said it at first that it was just a cone with fish in it. I oh. did not understand. And I was like, just you sardines. Know, these might made of fish. weird food. They eat weird food. But it, um, but yeah, I like that. The rolled ice cream to me always feels like there's less ice cream than you think there will be because they, if you're not familiar, they, they, you know, it's like flat ice cream and they take essentially a putty knife and they roll it into these little like mm-hmm. pirouette type tubes and they put that in, in a fish or whatever. <laughs> and then you eat it. They, but doesn't it feel like there's not enough ice cream or am I just, uh, uh it's remember very I airy. maw, can I maw it? No, you are, you do of- generally err on the side of quantity over quality with, situ- in a situation why not like both? this. Yeah. Why not both? Yeah, right. Why not both? I, look, I feel you. I um, but getting back to the topic at hand, uh, no. lick mm-hmm. or bite. Mm. <laughs> Maybe it's, yeah, it sounds like the lick is the way to go. My own personal patience issues aside. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to consider lip work licking. The, so like the, the, the maw. That's yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lick. Not okay. a bite. And that's also true. if you have like. Chunky, it's a gum. If you have like brownie yeah. stuff, you sort of use your tongue to excavate around it. Mm-hmm. Like an archaeologist, and then you okay. then you can free it, and you can do it all with your tongue. It takes longer, but it's worth it's the juice is worth the squeeze. Absolutely, I would say. So By Hal Lublin. That's my autobiography. It's like <laughs> yeah. asked and answered. Ask and answered. Do we have time? We'll do it real quick. Real quick. Uh, real quick, because this has been turning into one big one and a short one. Here's our short one. And this actually kind of fits in the same vein because one of them has the toppings built in and one of them has the toppings as a separate thing folded in. And that is omelet or frittata. I'm frittata all day. Frittata. All I'm day frittata day. all day. I like it For- mixed in there. Oh man. Uh, man, I gotta say an omelet. 
an omelet just because yeah. I, you know what my quarantine activity has been? Ooh. I've been teaching myself to make my perfect omelet. Cause it's one of those things that like I had seen it done. I've never been able, like I'm a really bad like home cook, especially in the mornings. So it's like every day I'm like working on that like perfect bousson omelet, <laughs> you know, just like, and then, you know, f-ing around with ingredients and like stuff like that. So I got to stick with the good old omelet. I, I'm going to tell you what, I'm not a fan of the omelet because when you cut into it, the stuff like falls out and it's yeah. not like one bite. I love uh, for, and plus the texture for me is better because it's more like a slice of pie, you know, the, or you yeah. can eat the whole thing. I mean, depending on how big your pan is that you're using with your frittata and how big your appetite is. Um, mm-hmm. But I enjoy like it's like a crustless quiche to me. I enjoy that texture. Plus, it's all there and you can like get your cheese and your veggie or whatever mm-hmm. in that one bite. I also personally like a hollandaise sauce on top. Good okay. call. Egg, I'm with you 100% on, on the frittata. <laughs> yeah. I got, what do you want as your sauce for this egg? Uh, egg sauce, egg. please. Egg. Egg. Some eggs egg. and butter, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a frittata because I feel like if you're, if you can get more stuff into a frittata. I love an omelet. If I'm in a diner, I'll get an omelet. But if I'm sure. making myself dinner and if I make an omelet, that's like depression city. If I make a frittata, it's like, Oh, are we on top chef? You know, like it's. <laughs> It feels a little elevated. Yeah. Cecil, yeah. you'll get to frittata. You know what? Because you need a special pan. Like, I you have like a special the same... pan. Use your frying pan, just, put it right in the oven, girl. The frying pan? Yeah. Yeah. Just like this doesn't have a plastic handle. Yeah. Are you guys oven or frying like... pan for like seven years? That's like, I'm like, can you handle a frittata? We'll find out. <laughs> just put it. Yeah. Everything can go in the oven. <laughs> come on, girl. We're going to make yeah. just one more frittata. Just yeah. come on, girl. Just one more. Yeah. I was one week away from retirement. Pull it together. <laughs> Just make sure it's not a plastic handle because you will melt yeah. that all over uh, your Oh, yeah. yeah. No plastic handles. Frittata is um, the answer. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. There we go. Oh, thanks, y'all. Respect. Cheers. Oh, thank you guys so much. We love you so much. It's so nice oh, to see we your love faces. Y'all. We it's love so And cheers. we love your audience. Cheers. cheers to your audience for raising money for a good cause. And Amen. And laughing a lot. Hi, to Mom. the people of the world. <laughs> thank you. All right. Oh, that was That's fun. Such an epic shot of Meg to go out on is her. Yeah, just drink. tipping that back. Oh man, how you doing, Hal? You're the best. I'm doing great. It feels like Good. this is flying by. It is, I, but I, I mean, even... I've got I've got my little clock that's telling me we're 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 right on pace. Wait, let me see that. It's an Show old me. pocket watch. Oh, and it yeah. can help you travel through time. Our next guests, <laughs> we, we we've gone through one podcast we're both involved in, and then a podcast I co-host mm-hmm. that is not We Got This, which is Good Morning Night Vale. Our next guests are. The co-hosts of the other non-Mark Gagliardi podcast that I host, Tights and Fights, my friends Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelf, both of who have been on the show. This is something that's yeah. cool. If you're watching this and you're not familiar with We Got This, is that everybody who is here has been a guest on a previous episode. So you can go back and listen to their individual episodes. But they are here with us now. Please welcome Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford. Oh, Hi. hi they came Hi. in in reverse order. <laughs> I, I knew it. Lindsay I, Kelk and then Danielle Waves. Yeah. I only like to be uh, uh, the most difficult when I can be. Um, and here's the thing: Hal says that we we've been on the show before. Uh, I've never se- I've never listened to the show. Uh, we got this with Hal Loveland. I have been on the show. We got this with Mark Gagliardi, uh, <laughs> but we got this with Hal Loveland. I've never. I don't know what that is. Um, it's, you, you don't have to worry about. It. You don't have to worry about. It. Guys, forget the questions. Let's just talk. Oh my. God, what is it like for you guys working with Hal? I oh, mean, Papa Hal is a dream. It's, 
it's it's how can you yeah, is he can, gone is he gone huh? yeah, I yeah, like and Marcel, out. And Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you might do like a stage walk under the desk oh yeah hold on let me take this <laughs> elevator <laughs> you come downstairs as <laughs> well as it goes the elevator the, el- the elevator <laughs> only moves your head yeah <laughs> on that head elevator there it is this will be good if we ever release it as audio uh we have a fun one that I think applies to at least three of us. I don't think it applies to Mark. No. Uh, this is from K Bliss, who asks, glasses or contacts? Now, Danielle, I feel like glasses are part of your brand. Do you think you're... I don't know when that happened, but you're right. Right? No. I don't know when that happened, but you're right. you have very cool glasses. Thank you. Uh, I go, uh, uh, there are very, there are places where you can get glasses, uh, very cheaply, uh, that are not made well, but they are made differently from the other ones that you have. Uh, so you can match them to your outfit. So yeah, here's the thing. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go counter in that, um, contacts are better, uh, cause mm. he, I have now made myself useless. There is nothing, I have now, there is nothing. That's true. Like when you say that, I think of Velma, like Velma is a huge part of the Scooby Doo team. Until the second she loses her glasses, then she the is out of commission. The smartest one in the room. Yeah. yeah. And then a and then a g- 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 ghost bumps into her from the back, <laughs> and she is done for the like. <laughs> it literally is the difference between you being the head pick in everyone zombie apocalypse team to being the person who gets thrown at the zombies. It's yep. literally like, oh, we need yeah. you. You're the only person who's going to keep us alive. And then two yeah. minutes later, you break your glasses, and they're like, well, the thing is, someone's going to say that. <laughs> Uh, and that's it. it. We're, we're not going to carry it. you and your glasses. So, yeah, uh, exactly. If they, if they pick you first, want now, if you have your contacts in, <laughs> if you're the, the first trip. one that they picked, then they know they're. You're like, hang on a second. I'm the one with glasses. Did you guys pick me first because I'm the slow gazelle? And like, well, we can <laughs> say it, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Basically, Lindsay wears contacts. You yes, are wearing I'm contacts. wearing them. I'm extremely short-sighted. Um, yeah. And I have very strong feelings about this topic. <laughs> like, oh, once again, we get to have a conversation that we should be having with my therapist, who is currently off work. Um, yeah, that's what I we're was, here for. Thank you. I, I've been wearing glasses since I was very young, and I'm like minus nine on the short-sighted scale, which is like oh, wow. super, super short-sighted. Um, and I grew up like in a glasses-wearing family, and there was a lot of. Um, you know, men never make passes at girls who wear glasses, which is definitely what you want to hear from your dad. That's what you want to hear from your dad. Oh, um, but that's why I started smoking, because true. alternatively, <laughs> girls who smoke poke. So if you can combine those two things. And then you don't need to worry about men making passes at you, because you're making the passes. It's great. So yeah, I was brought up in like a very, even though we all wore glasses and we were all very short-sighted, it was like, a shame though isn't it so as soon as i got contact lenses it, i felt like a phoenix i was like behold it's <laughs> face and i just really felt like i was in a whole different world it's, it's very exciting contacts are a freedom they're a freedom yeah and well glasses also it's very easy to get them wrong because they're they are a statement like danielle you wear like cool glasses that give you a cool because look. i'm like, very they, cool yeah, because you're very cool. But if you put the like a weird set, you can get like a weird set of glasses because you don't know, or some, or like when you're young, your mother picks them out for you, and the, there's no fashion there, or whatever they think is cool is not. I had Garfield glasses when I was twelve. I had Garfield, oh, Garfield glasses. They had a tiny yeah. Garfield. <gasps> they did. And then when they came, when I bought, when they arrived at the opticians, I, they had taken the tiny Garfield sticker <laughs> off, and I was devastated. I'm like, oh, I'm eleven, <laughs> and I would like to speak to someone. Like, advertising. I'm 11 years old. I'm furious. I, was, that the, was that the first time you went full Donnie? 
That was the first time <laughs> the Taxi Fight Solicitors joining us. I am from a town in Doncaster, uh, called Doncaster in South Yorkshire in England that has two prisons and uh, I will go full Donny. And that may have been the origins of full Donny. <laughs> my God, I sticker off my glasses. I, I want to know why they would take that sticker off because like if you know you're you're selling glasses to an 11 year old and you're like yeah which features of these glasses is this this client uh is, pretty is excited it the tiny about metal frames or is yeah. it the fact that they're as thick as coke bottle bottoms or or I don't or it's like, garfield as a person who has never worn glasses or contacts this is fascinating to me because the opposite always seemed true for me like contacts seem like a terrifying nightmare mm-hmm. pain the idea of touching your own eyeball freaks me out that I makes you a badass yeah i'm not a badass zero <laughs> percent badass yeah and also these are like, always filthy they are never not filthy. there's nothing yeah. you can do to make these not disgusting you gotta have the little cloth you gotta like do the <sighs> yeah it's, i just always it's, thought glasses looked cool lot. That's because you no. didn't have to wear them. That's yeah, I did. Completely I'm the jerk that had. Them. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, the jerk I, that I do feel like Warby Parker has done like a lot of work for glasses. Like, yeah. someone came out here yeah. and was like, "Hey, I know how we could get people to spend more money. Let's make glasses cool." Uh, I'm like, yeah. where were you when I was 14? Where were you? Yeah, and then Zoe Deschanel was birthed in whatever like beautiful cloning. <laughs> birthing pit they put her in you just take uh, uh you take some smiths you take some shins you take some glasses uh you take the garfield glasses and you put them all into a pit along with the wig that i'm wearing and out bursts forth a zoe deschanel that makes glasses immediately cool now i'm now i'm looking i'm like that's a great wig <laughs> thank you uh, uh, yeah. uh it's it's been corkware man i've just been uh spending money on wigs what else am i doing what else am i doing that's it I ordered three scrub daddies on Amazon today. I understand. <laughs> There's something you spend money on. Well, it's a three pack because they eventually they just get chewed up. Yeah, Wait, is scrub daddy a wig? We haven't even. <laughs> scrub daddy use... could be a wig. Yeah. Like if there was a wig called the scrub daddy, like mm-hmm. I don't know what it looks like, but I want to see you in it, Hal. I mean, to be fair, I am still stuck on that time uh, when Hal said 15 minutes ago that he was licking the jimmies off something. And I don't think I've moved on since. <laughs> I googled. I googled the Jimmies. <laughs> yeah. I'm from it's England, an, and it's I an have urban no legend. idea. Yeah, sprinkles, same thing. So. Yeah, look, uh, nope, says they're you're very okay. good. I put them on ice cream all the time, and I have a I have a a container this big of them that I bought because I yeah, was afraid I was going to run out. And I'll you, I'll, any, I'll just put them in a spoon and eat them. I don't care. I haven't, but I could. They don't taste like anything. They taste like sugar. They're just they're just too <laughs> out of your mind. <laughs> Which is the best thing. So yeah, best thing. I mean. What, oh, like, I feel like the, the is it because you can't put them on your zucchini side oh, for right. your breakfast? I probably could. They don't taste like anything. Yeah. I would just be a little, a, a te- as they say on chopped, a texture element. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, we should chop yeah. that. Oh, don't oh put man, it, don't put it in the ice cream maker. It tastes great. Um, well, I, I feel like then we're like consensus is it's contact lenses. Yeah, I think yeah. it's contact yeah. lenses. I think I it's contact lenses. I appreciate the aesthetics answer. of glasses, mm-hmm. but um, I you can't run in glasses. It's really mm-hmm. hard. Zombies, quarantine, right. Republicans. It's I didn't even get yeah. into like this go. difficult thing with lights where I have to like, right? position my glasses weirdly yeah. so that like they're not oh, constantly yeah. catching the light. Yeah. Yes. It's tricky. 
uh, every director I've ever worked with is like, oh, uh, uh, you got the nerve to be dark skinned and have something where when we try to red light you correctly, it shows up right here. <laughs> okay, okay, nerd. All right, we've got you. Piece of shit. Yeah, if you're good at it, you will figure this out. It won't be hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. Oh, my God. Mark um, well, that one is asked topic. and answered. Uh, we have time for our second topic. Uh, and our second rapid fire topic is from Leslie Harkins. This is a fun one. Escalators or elevators? <laughs> As someone who spent four hours once trapped in an elevator, I'm going to oh, have to no. go escalator. <laughs> yeah. See, but with the, with the elevator slash lift, you have the greatest meet cute opportunity of all. I'm a rom-com <laughs> gal. And you've got to you've got to have the the elevator. I I do keep wanting to say lift. I'm sorry, but you, you can say lift. It's fine. You're English. Live your truth, Donnie. Live your truth. <laughs> Don't make me go full Donnie. Don't make me do it. Um, you you have to have the lift for the meet cute. And like if you didn't have a lift, you wouldn't have the beginning of the movie Speed. So that would be a problem. Yeah, um, a ton of I'm sitcom also, births. Right. Exactly. A I'm only speaking births, yes. mostly out Bottle of the fact that I was terrified of elevators as a child. Of escalators, oh, really? Sorry. Terrified That's of fair. elevators. They, you I thought it was going to eat me at the bottom. Yeah. You can't see the top of it. It's I mean, you could have a... You could have a meat cute on an escalator. Just have to happen nah. quickly, like in that... <laughs> Just it's, not it's, it's not the same. It's not the same as an. Is that the same as an elevator? Uh, yeah. It's not the same as. Oh, they just have to share one bed. This might be something me and Lindsay talk about a lot. <laughs> but it's not necessarily the. Oh, just one bed for a night. What are we gonna do? Uh, escalators, <laughs> not sexy. They're yeah. not sexy. No escalators. You just like you've got your butt in someone's face, and if you're on the escalators on the tube or the subway. In like a big city, it's like, are you going to move to the side? Are you going to go up the escalator? Did you get shoved into one? Are you a salmon going upstream and you don't have the puff? I don't have the energy to get all the way up the escalators if I'm going to be forced to walk up them. I'm going to pass out halfway up and it's going to be embarrassing for everyone. And I'm British and that's worse than death. So I literally have to just hurl myself down the middle and hope I make it to the bottom in one piece because I can absolutely not embarrass myself. So Whereas... If you were in an elevator, it might end up like uh, uh, the classic "Color Me Bad" video, where you're making love until you drown at the end. Exactly, and you can you can live in an elevator. Uh, you're going to love in an elevator. elevator. You can love in yeah. an elevator. Yeah. You can live. The song in an is elevator. not "Love on an Escalator." No, because that would be difficult. No, yeah. <laughs> How do you boat on an escalator? It would be so. You would have to be so prompt and time it, so it would be far too difficult. Lindsay Kelka changed my mind. I had a whole litany of things. I'm so sorry. No, open air. I had a whole lot of reasons yeah. the escalator was going to be yeah, my dude. Same. And then Lindsay Kelk, yeah, you, you reached into the horny part I of took, me. I got you by the meat cute. That's the thing. Yeah. I took you out by the meat cute. No one it, can right argue by the heart. That, I think that's it. That, and, and that comes up a lot on this show where like there are practical considerations. But there, then there are also just sort of the romantic. And I don't mean that just in the meat cute like rom-com way. But the, in the like romantic notion of life and that came into play with window versus aisle on an airplane the aisle seat is more practical but the window you can look out and see the world below you as it's passing by an escalator is like you're not going to get stuck on an escalator for four hours (laughs) eventually you can you can just walk up and down yeah yeah, but you know, I mean, yes. Uh, uh, assuming we're not being ableist, and you can walk up and down, which is sure. another yeah. thing. Sure. Another thing for an elevator is Are that like done? everyone can get on an elevator. <laughs> oh God, I know it makes it sound like I, I'm not in control of anything, you guys. I swear, I just I live my life. <laughs> Hal and Lindsay know this. I live my life by a series of alarms because my brain yeah. is broken. Uh, hi, yeah, that's Mark. kind of a brilliant <laughs> idea. Yeah. Uh, 
I think it is elevators. Yeah. It's elevators. I think it's elevators. I think it's got to be. You can have a meet cute in an elevator. Yeah. Who gets um, everything about answer. pushing the button? You're the little kid that gets to push the <laughs> yeah. button. And then you can push them all and get off, and then it's somebody else's problem. It can be a and weapon. And then you can or push it all and get off. Yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah, but the door's going to open every floor if you do that. <laughs> yeah, it is. Some people like that. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. You can say it. You can say something in that voice, and it means nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Those doors are just going to keep on open. Yeah. It's great. It's going to be great. Be great. Um, but then you get righteous you? anger as well. And who doesn't yes. enjoy righteous anger? So <laughs> I don't see any negative. I think it's all good. I think it's all good. Yeah. But look, Thank I am uh, joining us. I'm, I'm on board. The asked and yeah. answered. Yeah. Asked and answered. It's elevator. Thank you That's all right. so much. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. If you like debates, Danielle works on a show called The Great Debate, which is now on sci-fi that you can watch uh, as uh, not only a writer. Can I say it? Can I say it? No, you can say it. We, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're I, uh, the voice yeah, of I'm a, I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a robot. This is this out. is the new the new debate show with uh, Baron Vaughn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so cool. I was one of the uh, content producers. So I did like I would like produce, uh, you know, uh, meaning like uh, helping writing scripts and working on content. Mm-hmm. And I am also the voice uh, behind Baron's Robot Sidekick DV8. There you go. That is amazing. Um, so out. watch the show. And thank yes. you both for coming on. This is thank very cool. Thank you. And Lindsay just had books come out. Buy her books. Yes. <laughs> Buy her books. She's gone. She's gone. Buy her books. <laughs> Buy her books. What? <laughs> I, d- I feel bad now we haven't given people the proper, like, pitch opportunities uh, I know. at the end of the thing. Now I'm a jerk. It felt, it felt uh, appropriate because it's talking about debates. Sure. But- Speaking of pitches, uh, I'd like to say something right now. This is for those of you who have bought tickets for the show. This is where your money is going. And thank you very much for giving. This is, uh, the money is all going to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, the NAACP LDF. I am not going to try to put into my own words what the great work that they are doing is. I will simply read their mission statement to you. The NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund is America's premier legal organization fighting for racial justice. Through litigation, advocacy, and public education, LDF seeks structural changes to expand democracy eliminate disparities, and achieve racial justice in a society that fulfills the promise of equality for all Americans. LDF also defends the gains and protections won over the past 75 years of civil rights struggle and works to improve the quality and diversity of judicial and executive appointments. So that is where your money is going tonight. And we actually had a, a good long talk, Hal and I and Ken, about where we thought that the best place that we could help was and yeah. and this felt like a great one. So thank you for giving money to a very good cause. Yeah. Uh, and having a little fun uh, with our friends talking about significantly less important things. Yeah. We only have four guests remaining. We do. It's crazy. Oh, uh, and I, we got a we got a sweetheart coming up. Oh my oh. goodness. She uh <laughs> she's such a great guest on the show, as everybody is. But uh I, I can't I like I don't even want to talk about why. I just want to bring her on right now. Uh, she's such these, a pleasure. To these talk topics about. are. I still have things potentially make her angry. I still have things in my house that are from that gift basket that we got to go through <laughs> for one of our holiday episodes. Is it all uh, those tasty friend. cakes behind you? No, those are sent to me by Tasty Cake, and I sadly did they did they pay you to put those back there? No, no, they yes in these which I got so long ago that they're not good anymore, and I have to throw them out. It's terrible. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. I do. You know what we to, should talk about then? Yes. Go ahead. Tell me. I want to welcome Paget Brewster, our friend. Paget, 
Are you there? Purchase player. On her way in right now. I see her appearing. It's happening. I'm so sad. These are the really I'm good here. You're, You're here. here. Oh, that was so scary. <laughs> what I haven't done what this happened? One before. Oh, you know, a thing shows up and I got to hit it real fast. Oh, you, your your timing was perfect. Yeah. Also, if you weren't talking about me when you said our next guest is a sweetheart, I was going to be so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready to be angry. Okay, let me adjust my. Oh, look at yeah. that uh, bathroom towel. Talk amongst yourselves. You look great. You, is there a bathroom towel back there? <laughs> oh my god! This, You're by not- the way, this is why Paget is is MVP. <laughs> this is- that's awful. But I'm wearing my fancy tracksuit. It's a great tracksuit. <laughs> you got the good earrings, the fancy glasses. We were just talking oh, about yeah. glasses. You have the great glasses. I yeah. had to re-pierce this ear. I haven't when? worn earrings in At three home? months. Wait, yeah, during quarantine, you pierce it yourself? No, I mean put to put the earring on today. I had to push it through. Poke through. Well, it's okay. There With are the worse earring? things in the world. That's there are, very it's fair. true. That is uh, granted, but I, that All is, right. I'm, I'm so scared. You're going to ask so me a question. I'm so scared. We have Gag two. already said I might be angry about it. Oh God. <laughs> no, not angry about it. Just because this question made me laugh. Okay. Um, and I think you are a perfect person to talk about this because as the world knows, you are our most fashionable friend. Oh, tracksuit. I'm going to say we can broaden this question out to include other. Wait, uh, hold on, Mark. Don't try to spend. I just want to see the reaction. All right. I want to see what her reaction is to this. Cause she, who from, knows? from Ad, from Adam Liebrick Johnson. Adam. Uh, thank you, Adam. Yeah. Shoelaces or Velcro? <laughs> <laughs> I told you that would be her reaction. <laughs> That's why I'm going to broaden it out to best shoe fastener. No, wait, no, no, don't wait. No. Why, why did you react that way? What happened? I don't know. You know how you're right. Um, the answer is unless you're on a boat, neither, <laughs> neither, neither shoelaces. If you're jogging. Oh, okay. All of my shoes have shoelaces. Am I doing something wrong? No, I'm just saying for a lady, I don't have any Velcro, but I don't judge it. <laughs> If you like Velcro, do Velcro. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are young ladies in Europe who can pull off Velcro. Um, <laughs> no, laces only if they're like sexy keds. Okay. There are sexy keds? Yeah, keds are sexy. Keds are sexy. No idea. Are I've been watching too much sex in the city. I'm talking like Samantha. Kids are sexy. <laughs> I don't even know if I believe that. Have you been watching a lot of sex in the city during, uh, yes. during quarantine? Yes, because, oh God, I'm turning beet red. Um, I am enjoying <laughs> watching shows that existed before social media. Hmm. Like a crazy, I like cooking shows. No one's on their phone. I like, uh, Sex in the City and, uh, yeah, I'm watching shows that are removed from this time because mm-hmm. this has been a difficult time and all worthy, all valuable, but it's a little upsetting and anxiety producing. So I'm watching Sex in the City and now I just walk around like Samantha. You're fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are sexy. Kids are sexy. 
Um, well, let me let's broaden it out then. Let's broaden okay. it out to shoe fasteners in general. That will include straps, buckles, buttons, no fastener at all. What? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Buttons and buckles are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think a shoe, like a boot, should look like Jack Sparrow's outfit where there are buckles no. and zippers and buttons? and? No. And I buy a lot of boots on Amazon and I cut off all the extraneous straps and buckles. Mm-hmm. Like I want... I'm trying to be clean, classic, simple, right? Okay. It's Gordon Ramsay's method for cooking. Clean, classic, simple. And I try to do that with footwear. But for a lady, and I don't know when I'm next going to wear, I wish I was wearing heels right now. I don't, I don't wear shoes anymore. I'm just wearing, I'm wearing actually Hal socks. Oh, you are Belegas? Belegas? I wear those <gasps> to sock sweep. I sock Mop the kitchen. I walk around Windex. Like wet? Sock mop. You walk around with Windex (laughs) and your socks and you spray, spray, squish, squish, spray, spray, squish, squish all the way through the house. A sock mop. (laughs) Do you use, do you use socks the size of your feet or do you have like larger socks? Oh, floppy. No, I use, I use the, the crew socks. Uh They go just above the ankle. Mm-hmm. And I spray and I walk, I scoot and you clean up. I mean, I have a Swiffer. I'm not an animal. No, but, but that's like- <laughs> kind of a great technique. <laughs> Did you figure this you, out during quarantine? <laughs> yeah. It's yes. so sexy. It's, it's so sexy. Mop. It's so sexy. <laughs> My feet get a workout. I'm bending <laughs> over and spraying. <laughs> And if and there's so a spot that's particularly difficult, yeah. it looks like a dance move. Yeah. You just like I, pull on to in the Elvis. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Hal, I'm sorry to mean to interrupt. You were going to say. No, I was going to do a, a Carrie Bradshaw typing. Do that's it. when I wondered, are oh. socks mopping us or are we mopping yeah. the floors? And I had to wonder, <laughs> at what point do we all mop the floors? <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm so deep in it. I'm so deep in it. Are you doing it chronologically? Yes. Uh, I started watching season one and two without my husband. And then my husband, because he's working, he's mm. scoring a movie and I'm in the kitchen or sock mopping or vacuuming <laughs> or doing. And I love cleaning. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, the quarantine is difficult, but I have found my way. Like all of the questions you had, I've been growing zucchini, so I'm going to make a hash. Uh, Janet was right. I get up at 5.30 every morning. Um, like, I've had to find a routine during quarantine, but when s- my husband saw me, you know, Steve, when Steve mm-hmm. saw me watching Sex in the City, he was like, oh, my God, this is awful. And I said, <laughs> well, you're wrong. It's fabulous. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll watch it with you. And now, oh, I don't want to make him mad. He's like, don't you watch that without me. So we watched it from season three all the way to the end. And now we're on season two. And I think he's lying. I think we're still watching it even after where he started watching it with me. And it's the sweetest lie a husband can give you that he's willing to watch it all the way through again. That's very sweet. Except now he makes the worst puns and he does the best Where's Brady? He does Miranda's husband. 
<laughs> perfectly. So now he's walking around imitating Big and Aiden. Have you guys ever watched Sex in the City? Yes. I've seen. I, I caught an episode once. I'm not the audience for it. I was, and I, I realized in that moment. You're yeah, not. I watched it first no. run. Most of most of it. You most did. It. Yeah. By yourself or with your wife? By myself. I was not dating actively. I was like, this. Is you were good. studying. Just with yeah, a bowl of like, jimmies. Is this what it's like? <laughs> is this what it's like to have an active social oh my life God. as an adult? Watch it again now because it's such a palate cleanser of it's terrible. And I love how much Paul F. Tompkins, Steve and I both watch it all night knowing the worst pun or wordplay that Paul would lose his mind over. <laughs> because Paul, oh, I love it so much. The best line that Paul hates the most is, if you're tired, you don't move to Napa, you take a Napa. She's very presentational. Oh. Sarah Jessica Barker as Perry is very presentational. Yeah. You don't move. So my husband and I have found like this date night thing where we watched Sex in the City. What was That's the original? very sweet. <laughs> Velcro, Velcro or shoelaces. Oh, I don't know. But I have to wonder. <laughs> I think it has to be shoelaces. Uh, the speaking. I think laces, laces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, but I support all, I support all footwear. Sure. I support everyone doing whatever they want. Right. Yeah. As a sock but for me, it's laces. Yeah. You are pro all footwear. Sock mopper. But are you guys wearing shoes every day? No. Are either of you wearing shoes? shoes? When I when not I go to currently. Snail, yeah. When I do that, if I go to pick so up what do you choose? downstairs. I've I've sneakers, but I slip them on. I like lacing them up. I mean I I I have not worn Velcro and I know there are area like some like nurses will wear Velcro, like stuff stuff that's easy to sort of take on, take off. Yes. But I mm. I like I've I haven't worn Velcro shoes since I was very very young. Mark, so I'm a laces guy. Uh, I yeah, the last time I had Velcro shoes was the like the blue two strap across the front mm-hmm. that I had in elementary school. Uh, was the last? Oh no, that's not true. I had some Tevas oh. in high school, and those, those were sandals, uh, Velcro those Velcro based sandals. Yeah, but well, sandals like are footwear better. as well. They're I, but yeah, yeah but, I think it's like. Gender aside or like, uh, you know, which section of the store you're in aside, just shoes in general. It's got to be laces. It's more elegant. I'm changing my mind because I'm going with the nurses. Oh, there you go. Interesting. I'm supporting Velcro for the nurses. This this episode has taken a turn. Stunning reversal. You know what? Honestly, I was not thinking outside of the elementary school blue suede to Velcro straps across the top. I was not thinking about nurses. My mother is a nurse. Oh. So I'm happy for a surprise upset with the nurses in the battle shoelaces versus Velcro. I'm going with the Velcro. Nurses, the nurses come Shock. in with Paget leading the way and the, and Velcro wins. Nurses. Yeah. That is impressive. Wow. 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 All right. We have time. We have one more question for you, Padgett. We'll we'll have to do it very quickly. So this will be knee jerk reaction. Flowers or candy? Go. Flowers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And now I hit cancel, right? And then uh, (laughs) I hit leave. 
What do I do? I'm trying no, to be that, sad. It is flowers. No, that is. I think. I, like I think. That. I was going to say flowers sweet. as well. Yeah. They. I, I, what's your favorite flower? What do you go? What do you? What do you yeah, prefer? What do you like to home? receive? You know what? Or buy. Um, I buy them for myself. That, I would go with wildflowers, like a real jerk. Oh, I would say if you come up to the house and you've clipped cuttings on your way and you mm, wildflowers until you look in your, your front thought. yard. Yeah, they're oh, it all was gone. my yeah. wildflowers. Yeah, and they're all gone. <laughs> um, I'm a Casablanca's guy because they last for like I three love weeks Casablanca. And they smell great. The yeah. problem with Casablanca lilies is they smell beautiful, mm-hmm. but and they last a long time. But they they are reminiscent of funereal flowers. Mm. Oh, I, well, I live above a funeral home now. So. <laughs> <laughs> you live in. Um, so what do you uh, like? well, Jennifer loves sunflowers. So I would always make a sunflower. I would get stuff that, that coordinated with a sunflower mm-hmm. when I would go uh, to build a bouquet. It's hard for me to go into flower store because I have a pollen allergy. So I walk in and I'm immediately like, I feel like I have a little bit of a headache. <laughs> but yeah, I like sunflowers. Uh, I think they're they're really nice. They're like big giant. Um- what if um how what if what if someone yeah. you knew had access to sunflowers that they could plant in your yard? What would you tell that person? I'll privately send you my address. I, do I need to come by like when I I picked up stuff from you before? Nope, I would take it to you. Oh my goodness! Look I'm at that. Really I'm listening. We can talk off thread. Let's talk off thread. Paget, we love you. Thank you. I love, love you. you. So much. This Thank has been a real treat. I'm saluting. <laughs> so sexy. Oh, so, 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 she's a delight. I, and I wondered, are we saluting? All right. So, <laughs> this is another one of our favorite guests. Everybody here is our favorite yeah. guest. Uh, they are multiple guests. This is a multiple yeah. episode guest. Yes. Uh, they've been here yes. uh, on. We talked about mountains versus oceans. Yes. Uh, what else did I we, don't even we remember? What the other one was. But all I remember was it was so good that afterwards we were like. That was great. Yeah, and we got to stop talking them about them. And now yeah. we have them here with us. They are Laser Melina Weber, one half of the Double Clicks, and they could be here. We we hope. Second, we don't know. We'll just talk oh, about how great the Double Clicks are until yeah. Laser gets here. Double Clicks are great. The smartest band you know. The smartest Hi. band you know. Hi, am I here? Oh, hey, you're here. Yes, you're here. What's up, hey. Laser? Welcome. Hi. Oh my goodness. Look at this music making extravaganza that is behind you. Oh, thank you very much. Part of it's a mirror to make it look like I have twice as many instruments. (laughs) I was wondering why you had two of everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I'm just kind of a big deal. A lot of instruments. Have you ever done that? Put the mirror here thing and then be like, Hey, check it out. Now I don't have a head. Now I have two heads where they do the mirror video thing. You know what I'm talking about? You guys are both yeah, looking at me like I'm a lunatic. Nobody's ever oh, played no. with Photo Booth. Yeah, no, I'm doing it right now. Oh, this is cool. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. What's it like to have a symmetrical face, Mark? Yeah, is that fun? <laughs> I see people doing that on on the TikTok. I like I'm on the TikTok, oh my God. and they do that challenge where you see how symmetrical your face is. Easy one of those. It mm-hmm. never ends well. It will mm-hmm. only make you feel bad because even if you're relatively symmetrical, you're gonna find mm-hmm. something wrong. Uh, do you know whose Don't face is perfectly symmetrical according to? For some reason, I remember this from like 20 years ago. It was in an article of Entertainment Weekly. Iron Man. Uh, okay. It was an article in Entertainment Weekly. And it was, hey, you guys want to know why Denzel's so handsome? And they put up a picture with like just a graph. And they were like, look how perfectly symmetrical Denzel Washington's face is. Good oh, wow. for so him. 
There you go. I do not have that kind of symmetry. Me neither. Well, no. That's why you're not. Denzel. That article about you in in Weekly. Um, After Cheers and Jeers? Oh, no, that was TV Guide. TV Guide had Cheers and Jeers. What was Cheers? Oh, it was just like a thumbs up, thumbs down page. Yeah, Cheers to the Jay Leno on the Tonight Show for a funny joke. Jeers to uh, say it elsewhere because we didn't like this week's episode. (laughs) And then there's a new form. Who got Jeers this week? Yes. I don't know. Um, All right. It's a dirt sheet. Let's jump in. Yeah. Uh, okay. Laser. This yes. is from EJ Salazar. What's up, EJ? Hello. Uh, What's up? Let me ask you a question. Okay. If you go to IKEA, yes, here already. Should you eat there as well? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm so with what? You on this. Wait, what? what? Of course. Do you not? How do you yeah. not eat at the IKEA? I have eaten at IKEA, but usually when I'm there. I'm thinking your family. I, it's yeah, yeah. When I'm there, <laughs> you you might be thinking of a different place. <laughs> Soup salad and breadsticks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Burbank. IKEA is known for their hospitaliano. Yeah. <laughs> the Burbank IKEA. I've eaten there, but I I generally they used to maybe they still do. It's like by the checkout, so you have you've no. done all your shopping Incorrect. and then there's food. Now it's somewhere else. It's on the second well, floor. Well, there's two. There's two. Okay, there no, is wait, the. There are two. So there's the like Costco type uh checkout place where you can get a dollar soft serve cone and a dollar mm-hmm. pizza. Mm-hmm. And that's like, okay, we've are we've just checked out and our child is crying. Because yeah. we messed up and we didn't eat upstairs right when we arrived at IKEA. At a proper restaurant where everything is three dollars. It's so good. It's a little bit like Disneyland. It's a little bit like one of the like one of the like go through. What's the restaurant on the plaza? You know what I'm talking about, Gags. The plaza where? In uh, the... Like right when you you go in and well, you're just it's just like a cafeteria. I, I they have them other places Carnation than Disneyland. Cafe? I just really miss Disneyland. Oh, at Carnation. Yeah, I know. Yeah, me sure. too. Plaza Inn. Uh, yeah, all those. So you just it's just a cafeteria, but they have great food and it's super inexpensive. And if you're not eating at IKEA, then you're fighting with your family. Like you need to fuel up. <laughs> that place is huge. Yeah, it's huge. It, you know what? It, it does is. seem a little bit like a trip to Disneyland because mm-hmm. you get to IKEA. You have a map that shows you where everything is, you know, and mm-hmm. you can grab a quick bite, cup of coffee, one of their IKEA branded colas, yeah. and sit down and look at the map and go, okay, let's plan our experience. Now you're not no riding ma- Space Mountain, you're picking a mattress, but. Right. And no matter what, you're going to spend way more money than you expected when you went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're going in thinking that you're just going to, you know, go to the Star Wars land or get a couch, but you're actually going to end up buying a bunch of candles and whatever yeah. and sure. a churro <laughs> and a seasonal mm-hmm. witch popcorn container or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I. but we it's I think I think we've gone to Ikea maybe once and not eaten. And that was like a huge lesson for my marriage and my life because mm-hmm. you, you're going to spend so much more time there than you expect. And you're going right. to get so tired. And also the food is great. I'm Swedish. So it's like, yeah, absolutely. So do you ever shop in Taste the, the Swedish grocery store that they have at the exit? Because in addition to the upstairs where you can get the Swedish meatball plate, which is mm-hmm. delicious. The breakfast there is very good, by the way. Though every time I... How long uh, are you there? 
Do you just show oh, it's, up with it's, a, I've open, been at different with a, times. With a napkin around your neck, like at a yeah. fork and let go. All right, I'm ready. Look, man, if you've got a family, and I mean, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the reason that it seems as popular as it is. If you, uh, like and you me can and Gags, have several children that you if, like to yes. bring to Ikea with you. But, like, think <laughs> about it. There is a line out the door at opening time for people that are going in that are going to get their shopping done. But also – You've got a family that you can feed for not a ton of money. It's like three ninety nine for breakfast or something. It is like crazy. Yeah. Though I do keep thinking about Joseph Fink once saying, "I don't buy any meat that can be sold for a dollar at a profit." <laughs> it's fair. I'm like, oh, that yeah, that kind of yeah. is exactly what IKEA is. But so they have that upstairs. Good breakfast. They have sandwiches and whatnot. And then the downstairs they have has Swedish. What's it called? Princess cake. I Are you big Swedish off people? Princess cake. Are you uh, I'm familiar with. I mean, I like it. I'm not. I haven't. I have to watch more of it. I feel like I've rewatched the first season like four times. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, they've done. They've done a princess cake. I think it was a technical challenge, but it was uh, princess tort. Thank you for the chat. Um, Thank they, you, Travis. Uh, um, it, they. So it's like a white cake with like a jam in the middle, and then it's got like a green like marshmallow thing on top they've made it on bake-off but they you can also oh, buy i saw them. that i did see that on bake-off yeah uh, you okay. can buy them at ikea and you can get them at the restaurant or just like frozen they're so good they're just made like a sugar bomb but it's just like this feels fancy and i saw it on bake-off they have so much good food there yeah but now but you can get it frozen in that downstairs grocery section in the downstairs section mm-hmm. which is a cool thing like I love going through and seeing what kind of crazy stuff that like delicious things like the Swedish meatballs and this cake they also have crazy stuff like it's a toothpaste tube but inside is essentially easy cheese but fish version yeah you just kind of squirt this mm-hmm. uh fish paste onto a cracker <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I, any food that's squirt based, I guess. Just take that fish paste and just put it right in a cracker and eat that. That's <laughs> uh, real good, right? <laughs> yeah. So all um, of this, uh, my family has been. So we've done a Swedish smorgasbord on my my dad's mm-hmm. side for mm-hmm. f- traditional Swedish Christmas my whole life, and and we we used to make the Brunner Brunner meatballs, but for the last probably ten years. The what? Uh, I'm sorry. What are they called? The Brunner Brunner. Are you the and, Swedish chef? Uh, Bork, bork, bork. Yeah, I am. That's how Swedish works. But for the last maybe 10, 15 years, we just buy a bag of them at Ikea. It's just so much easier. And you get the cheese and the whole, the bread and the, I mean, it's right there and it's cheap and why not? You can make the gravy at home or whatever and the lump of bread. But yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. Yeah. And it's authentic enough, whatever. I I, I thought one person would say yes to this, but I'm pleased to have gotten this education. In all the food available at Ikea. There is one food item available at Ikea that we have not mentioned yet. Is it a secret menu item? That is... (laughs) It's animal style. It's it's animal style. Yeah, Yeah, you get your your Billy Bookcase animal style. It's delivered in one of those giant blue bags (laughs) with the yellow straps, and it's just ice cream. And you put it on like a feed bag, and that's the rest of your day. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it is when I I lived near one, near an Ikea in New York, and I would go to get whatever for the apartment, and I'd be like, I'm not going to do it this time. I'm not going to do it this time. And then inevitably, every time I was like, yep, give me that cinnamon roll on the way out. Oh, absolutely. The cinnamon rolls at Ikea are, and it is weird to say this, because no other food item is the best possible version of a food item, but I think the cinnamon rolls at Ikea are the best cinnamon rolls that I've ever had. They're very good. Yeah. But I think oh, anything wow. you eat 
on the way out of Ikea knowing that you're escaping. Um, <laughs> probably going to be pretty delicious. <laughs> at least you made it out. It's, just, it's your treat yeah. for – it's like the cheese at the end of a lab rat's maze. <laughs> you got it. You get to leave. Because like I don't – I think Ikea is enjoyable for like 10 minutes and then it's too much. And then you mm-hmm. get to the section like, all right, I came here to get a futon. But the futon is near the area where they custom design your bedroom and your bathroom and your kitchen with like yeah. the nice stuff that is not prepackaged that you maybe you can pronounce the name if you are not familiar with Swedish at all. So like that at that when I once I see that, I'm like, I didn't expect to come to Ikea and feel bad about myself. <laughs> when am I going to talk to one of the people and use a golf pencil to design the kitchen of my dreams? <laughs> When's that time for me? Um, one thing I love about Ikea is when I walk around that section that you're talking about, the showroom where they have the little thing set up, I love it because it's like a festival of sitcom sets. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you're looking. It's like there's a fourth wall. You're looking at what they want you to see of this. Like they even have like – out a window, they'll have the backdrop of a city, yep. and you're like, suddenly I feel like I'm in, I'm in my my 54th floor, and ooh, now I'm in my country home. Like, <laughs> I just I love the theatricality of an IKEA, which I definitely think you should, yeah, right. you should eat at. Absolutely, you should eat at it. Yeah, yep. well, asked and answered. Asked and answered. Yeah, Do we have a rapid fire. We have a rapid laser? fire. When we have a, a, a rapid one for you, laser yes. sunrise or sunset. Ooh. <laughs> I like the delight. You love Sunrise, the boat. Sunrise, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm with, look, like... we, we talked about getting up early just a little while ago. It... Yeah, no, I, I saw that happen and I, um, <laughs> I, I don't get up early very often. I'm not good at it, but when I do, I'm like, it's like a special treat. Like I did, I'm such a good boy. I said, yeah. good boy. Um, and <laughs> it's I think, so good. I think boy? sunrise, just because it's so rare and rare and special, it only happens like twice a year. <laughs> and, um, you r- rarely see, I, I, I say, I, I have a hard time with this question because, um, I can't, you can't look at it. I don't know why, like, it's, it's weird to, I have like very sensitive eyes. This is something mm. my husband and I mm. share. Um, and so now I'm thinking, I guess I'm just imagining the sunrise from The Lion King. Like you have to watch the actual sunrise, <laughs> which you don't. Yeah, it's yeah, just about right. the colors. And, and all stuff. of the giraffes bow. Yeah, yeah. Right. Is that what a sunrise looks like yeah. every time? Mm-hmm. We don't know. They only happen twice a year. They only happen twice yeah. a year. Yeah. yeah. I missed um, it. I missed the spring one, unfortunately. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I, I love a sunrise for that very reason. Like it's a yeah. special thing when you get to see one. Yeah, and it's House? sort of an event That's... like you climb. When I was a kid, I got to go to Israel on a teen tour, a humble brag. And we climbed up Masada, which is this mountain. And the whole point is you climb up in the at like 4 in the morning. So by the time you get to the top, you watch the sunrise. And that's a special event. If you go to Maui, mm-hmm. you go to, to Haleakala and you watch the sunrise there. And then you ride a bike down or hopefully a helicopter takes you away. I don't know. I didn't do it. We had to wake up too early. But... <laughs> There, there is something to that. Like a sunset is nice, but we catch sunsets all the time. A sunrise feels like a dedicated appointment that you make, and I think yeah. for that reason, it, it adds to how special it is. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of like what you were just saying with, I don't know who two people, 
I don't remember what who it was. I've been watching this for a while. You've had a lot of guests. But like there's a difference yeah. between the like accessibility and the romance of things. Like mm-hmm. like more people can maybe will see the sunset and so that's like everybody it, it's like awesome and we can all do it. But then um <laughs> y'all don't have Okay. Uh, I love that then, Travis by the way is now just <laughs> chatting well, via the he's via in the, the Zoom shoot. Chat. He's like raring. Yeah. He's in the hopper. <laughs> Energy's building. Travis um, is forced to see the sunrise every day. Said so y'all don't have kids. That is fair. Yeah, True. correct. We don't have kids, Travis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if I did, uh, I would take him to IKEA for breakfast. It's very economical. Absolutely. We know exactly what it would be like. It'd be bringing them to IKEA for breakfast, and then that's right it, after right? sunrise. It doesn't sound like yeah. a lot of work. That's not super easy. Yeah. We'll ask him in a minute. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, and then it's more special because again, most people in the world don't have to wake up that early. Um, yeah. And we never will. And anybody who does is in a very unique situation. <laughs> they're, they're the newscaster. Yeah. The newscaster. Yeah. Right. So I love the um, colors, sunrise. though. Yeah. Yeah. They're beautiful. It's a sunrise. We love the colors of both, but we're going with the sunrise. Asked and answered. Mm-hmm. Laser, thank you so much. It right. is a delight to honor. see you. Thank you. Thank you so um, much. So good to see your faces. Is I there anything? I apartment sometimes, Mark, and I go, bye. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was them saying bye and bye. They're gone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. He's been talking to us on the chat. <laughs> he's already been on. He's already on the show. You know him. Guests. You know him. Uh, he's been on the the show many times from My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and, and from Adventure Zone. Zone, and from being the the king of all podcasters, our dear friend and yours, Travis McElroy. Travis, Travis McElroy. You Hello, Mr. Travis He's going to come in hot. I know it. I looked that he put a Mr. In yeah. front of his name, which is a sign of respect. Hi, there he hello. Is. The goods are here. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I'm trying out when I enter a room. What do you think? The goods are here. I like All it. Right. I think it I works. was getting uh, like physically agitated <laughs> listening to you all like, who sees the sunrise? Who sees it? I do. I do. I have a three and a half year old and like a five month old. Like it's not an option. Like. <laughs> You When's all, the last time like, you watched the sun set? <laughs> because you're probably asleep early, or you stay up. No, I like, don't what? get to go outside. What are you talking about? <laughs> I bought a bird feeder and bird food so I would have an excuse to just stand outside by myself for 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I just need a quiet moment alone. It's hard out here. No, it's great. And do you, do you, do you, do you fill up the bird feeder and then watch it from being back inside? You're like, nope, I'm staying outside. I got this bird feeder. I'm going to watch them from oh, right dude. here. I'm, I'm Come Brenda Tricker in Home Alone 2. <laughs> letting the pigeons stand on my arms. And I'd like to thank Griffin McRoy. Uh, without him in my life, I would not know the name of the actor who plays the bird lady in Home Alone. What is her name? Brenda Fricker. Brenda Fricker. I, I, she's I great heard Griffin say it enough that it stuck with me. Why is Griffin saying it so much? Griffin knows weird stuff. That's, just, that's, that's fair. <laughs> well, um, interesting that you come in hot talking about having a three and a half year old and a four month old, five month old, you said? Yeah, about there. Who keeps track? Because <laughs> Jackie Manoski, hello, Jackie, would like to know nap or no? Oh my God. I can't live without a nap. Are you kidding me? <laughs> now, okay. I had a feeling that was going to be uh, the answer. Here's the thing. Before I met Teresa, who is my mm-hmm. wife, my yes. wife. The wonderful. <laughs> I, I did not nap. I stopped napping like 
I remember when I was a kid, like I, I, you know, past a certain age, the idea of napping was just like physically impossible. I'm, I, mm-hmm. you know, ADD and even, I think even if I didn't have ADD, it's just like, it felt like such a waste of like, there's so much more I could be doing right now. And then I started dating Teresa and she, she is an apper and is the kind of person who can like lay down and be asleep in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, so then it started to be like, before we had kids, even like there was just a point in the day when I was home from work where it's like, well, now I either I'm also asleep or by myself. So it's like, well, if you're taking a nap, I'm taking a nap. And I got good at it. Yeah. And- How long did it take? Uh, What's the I mean, method? Is it just like, is it like the military stuff or you like you focus on your breath and you count to like 12 while you think about a tree or something? So yeah, before, uh, before I had kids, it was like, I worked on all these like meditation, quiet minds, like the method that seemed to work for me is like, I'm going to give my brain like five minutes to run through all of the things of like, I still have to do this and I haven't done this and, uh, and this works for sleeping too. And like exhaust itself. And then like, I roll physically roll over to like, and done. And like, that usually helps and breathing and like, you know, all of that stuff. But for naps now, it usually is what my family, by which I mean, all McElroy's have taken to calling survival naps of like, I'm not, this is not a choice. Yeah. If I don't nap, you're, you're like a World War One soldier in the trenches who has right. 15 minutes. So it's like, okay, do this now. And then, right. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Cause once BB like reached an age where like it was like scheduled naps. Mm-hmm. And thank God, still to this day, three and a half years old, scheduled naps. That fool naps from like three to four thirty at least every day. It is a godsend. But when it got to the point where it was scheduled naps, it was like, okay, great. We have an hour. Uh, and because here's the thing, you can like wash dishes with like a two year old. You mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, write, uh, with a two year old in the room. You cannot nap with a two year old in the room. And so for me, it was like, okay, great. I have an hour to nap. Uh, and then I also found that I was more productive for the rest of the day mm-hmm. and like it gave structure to the day. Now, here's what I will say. The downside of it is that. Oftentimes the nap occurs like three to five for me somewhere in there, not the whole time mind you, but somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's hard to reset into and back to work. And I work right. from home. So like my work, I usually start working at eight because I'm up and work like BB, a BB sleeps till eight, but baby dot now is like up at like seven. And so I'm up at eight anyway. So I start working and I work like eight to four. And then like nap like four to five. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not doing anything else after that. So that's kind of my drive home from the office mm-hmm. is like napping. And then I get yeah. home and it's like, and I'm done. Nice. Um, but yeah, I cannot imagine. There are days, oh, days where I don't nap. <laughs> and by, and by like, said with a thousand yard stare. By like eight o'clock, I, I have those yawns where you're yawning so hard. You're like crying a little bit. Yeah, right, like mm-hmm. your eyes are what, and you're like you're snapping at everything, including like the television, and you're like, I don't know, Daniel Tiger, I don't know what, <laughs> what you do, whatever, I don't care. And it's like, what happened? It's like, oh, I didn't nap. Oh no, that's wow. why I'm a monster now. You get yeah. cranky when you don't have your nap. 
Yes. And like being a parent, there are many, many things that your kids will say. They're like, do you know how much I wish that all I had to do right now? Like that I've said to my daughter, no, don't leave the table until you finish eating that cupcake. And she's been frustrated about it. And I'm like, I don't know why, but you have to eat that cupcake. Just, and it's like, do you know how much I wish that there was someone like telling me I had to go to sleep at 9 p.m. or that I had to like, <laughs> you know, finish that cupcake or, or eat that grilled cheese or just like all of these things. I'm like, you don't know. Like, I wish I could just like do the stuff that you do. But yes, um, are you guys pro or anti nap? I've, I've, I've been talking nonstop. I've not. By all napped. means, that's, we've been talking for two yeah. hours. When I was a kid, I would nap, like, but that was the school the mandated nap was like, have a little carton of, of whole milk and then go to sleep. And to me, that never worked. I was like, well, now I have this milk. I don't like just drinking whole milk. That was not enjoyable. Now I have to lay here on this mat and just sort of look and see, is anybody falling for this? Every, everyone else is there. Oh. Everybody's just like staring and looking around. But I can't, I get, no matter how exhausted I am, if I take a nap, when I wake up, I am more exhausted. And you sleep I, it too long. You nap it too long. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like an hour? How long no. should I do it? Oh, 30 to 40 minutes. That was my really? That was going to be, I actually wrote down length of nap. What's the, what is your preferred nap length? After 30 to 40 minutes, you start 40. to get into REM cycle. And if no. you interrupt that, you come out more tired than you were before. Yeah. So 30 to 40 minutes is where you should be aiming for so that your body like has time to recover some energy and stuff, but right. not going into like deep sleep. If you don't go into the deep sleep mode, this is my other question. What do you, what's your wake up method from a nap? Cause I, in the past I had avoided napping for that reason. Like what if I fall asleep and then either wake up groggy or even if I set an alarm on my phone or something, what if I sleep through it and then something else I'm supposed to do later in the day happens? Oh, after and you, I, did you scream. That's fair. That you cannot snooze without being arrested. Just look, have them. I'm going to tell you when I'm taking my nap and be like, yeah. Travis, will you just have them call me on speakerphone in 20 minutes? Yeah. No, um, uh, the real answer is what I learned to do when I used to have to like, when I didn't work from home and I had to like get up on time. Cause like when I worked my last job before that was working at the Shakespeare company as technical director. And I used to have to start work at like four o'clock in the morning sometimes to do bill. I would set progressive alarms like every five minutes and mm-hmm. put my phone farther than arms reach away. Yeah. So it's like it's going to go off. And even if I snooze it or ignore it or whatever, it's going to go off again in five minutes and go off. And I'd tell you what, the thing is now with being able to do like Siri and stuff is like, as I'm laying down, like doing Siri, like wake me up at five o'clock. <laughs> And I'm like out, you know, and like, so that I never have to worry about setting the alarm or like forgetting to set the alarm. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, uh, the answer is just like my body will kind of give me the kick as, as Leonardo DiCaprio would say, um, and get me out of there. You know what I mean? Sure. All right. Um, yeah, I, I'm a napper. I started napping when I was, well, I started napping. I was never a napper before, but I started napping when I worked at at universal and we would do our shows were 20 minutes on 40 minutes off every hour. Yeah. Right. And I would find myself late in the day getting tired. And so I would like on one or two of the breaks in the afternoon, I would just tip the hat down, lean back, take a 20 minute nap and actually really liked it. So now I, I I don't do, I'm not like regularly a napper, but 
I'm yeah. not anti-nap by any stretch. I was I'm, like, I've never, I've for years, I've known you for mm-hmm. for what 17 years. We've traveled yeah. around the world together, and I've never once have I heard Mark go, "Well, I need to go take a nap." Like, oh no, never, I, yeah, I'd, never once ever because you strike like, and I enjoy. I don't them. know if you heard this before, Travis. Mark famously gets very little sleep. We have yeah. no idea how he functions. Like I will, I have five yeah. hours a night. Oh boy, right. Yeah. Okay. If you want to really is that get weird? Scared, Am I going to die very soon? Yeah, Hold dude. On, I, I'll, I'll top just, it yeah. right now. You know what? I'm not going to him and all. I'd, I'd be surprised <laughs> if you make it through the night. Yeah, I'm gonna let me this show you Mark's the more, Travis. The memorial, Mark Eggliardi stream. <laughs> Travis, I'm going to send chills up your spine right now. Our producer Ken Plume is here. Ken, will you please pop on for just a second, if you please? I've seen Ken this whole time. Our Ken. producer Ken Plume is here. Ken was in my Ken, team. Where you guys, is, is you just bringing him on to throw shade at me about yeah, something? No, I just, Ken, will you please tell Travis how many hours of sleep you get a night on average? Four. Thank you. Bye. Ken, you were in my dream. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I, Ken was in my dream. Uh, I was getting off of a roller coaster and Ken was uh-huh. there for some reason. Sure. And like to get off the roller coaster, you had to maneuver through all these stacked up chairs for some reason. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is precarious. And Ken just started like flipping through, like literally like flipping off of them. Like he was like Robin. It was incredible. I'm like, I in the dream, I was like, holy sh**, Ken, that's incredible. <laughs> so you've been to Disneyland with him because that's he moves yeah. at a speed that is inhuman. Yeah, like no, I can't, I, I couldn't keep. He up. knows how to go and when and where. Yeah, I think the thing is, is like there are people in the world who like they're fueled by different things, right? There are people mm-hmm. I know who are like, if I do not exercise, I like I can't make it through the day. And there are mm-hmm. people who are like coffee people, and I enjoy. Co- I can't not drink coffee, but that is because of like habitually it doesn't give me like a big caffeine kick or anything it's just like part of my routine but for me it's like sleep like literally if i uh get less than like six hours of sleep i have like stomach issues i get like physically ill Mm -hmm. while i can't like i just can't do it and right now i'm sleep training baby dot and that's a whole kettle of fish where i'm just getting yelled at a lot by her uh, and that's fine. I love her and she's very cute. Um, good. And it is, the, man, sleep training a baby is really fun because it's the closest we'll get in real life to seeing like Jacqueline Hyde. Cause like during the day, she, every time she sees me, it's like, and she'll like give me this really cute smile, big like toothless grin. It's great. And then at night, she's the devil. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so for me, uh, sleep, I got better at sleep out of necessity. I used to have like yeah. really, really bad insomnia. Like every night I'd be up sometimes till like two in the morning and yeah. then baby was born and suddenly, oh, well, there's two very good. One was the psychological reason of like one of the things that kept me awake was the fear that one day I would die. <laughs> and, sure. um, then when baby was born, I started worrying more about her than myself. So like that, I just stopped worrying about that so much, at least at night. And also, it's just, I'm so tired. <laughs> that was the other thing. I'm just like, I know that was it. It was like when I, when she was like four months old, right? Where it's like the choice is gone. Where it's like, mm-hmm. this is not like, well, I'll stay up till two and sleep till 11. What do I have to do tomorrow? It was like, okay, she's going to be up at seven. So like, if I don't structure my schedule, like she's gonna do it for me and so like that was to me like the big i like i i physically cannot sleep past 9 a.m now like i i my body will wake me up 
at usually by eight, if not earlier. Yeah. And it's just like, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing now. Even like when I'm on tour and I'm like away from the kids and like in, like in, you know, Pacific time and I'm like up at 4 a.m. Just like, well, here we are, LA. <laughs> now I can, wa- I'm forced to watch yet another sunrise. Yep. Uh, sunrises are lovely. Yeah. They only happen twice a year. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. I, I, I still would choose sunrise over sunset, yeah. by the way, because after right. sunrise, beautiful day. After sunset, now I'm just outside of the dark and that's <laughs> scary. Staring at a bird feeder. That's true. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot scarier. A dark During the uh, day. Dark bird feeder, less yeah. scary. We're talking about right. which halves of the day after sunset, way scarier. Yeah, more vampires. So nap. Uh, asked and answered. Asked yeah. and answered. All right, we're running out of time. We're going just a little over. So we're going to have to do this second one lightning fast. I think I have a hunch that if we do a one, two, three countdown on this one, which we haven't done yet, and we all say it, I'm curious if we will all say the same thing. The question is, regular Oreos, novelty Oreos, or double stuff? Okay. Are we counting down? I'm going to count down from three just to see if we're all on the same page with this one. Three, two, one. Double stuff. Double stuff. Two double stuff. stuff Too much stuff. Too much stuff. (laughs) Can I be honest, Travis? To cookie ratio all you're getting is the sweetness and you're not getting any of that bitter chocolate that's Can too I, much stuff you greedy turds hold you on don't let need me, that much stuff there are people out there with no stuff they're eating the fins because you took all their stuff leave us some stuff for the rest of us no how no no how you're a greedy stuff boy and i want to hear no. you say it hold on i'm not a greedy stuff boy i won't say it that's but not what i, I heard say. The re- I was going to say regular. The reason I said double stuff is I thought both of you were going to say it. But I prefer – there is too much. I said double stuff because I thought you two were going to say double no, stuff and I knew we were running out of time. Oreo. Then why didn't we all no. just – you know what? I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do this again. Ready? You can't Three, change the two, now. one. No. Regular. regular. Okay. It's regular hey. Oreos. Asked it hey, your guns, you joiners. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, I love you. Thank you. Love you so much. I love you too. Who's on after me? Paul, Paul F. Tompkins, Tompkins is coming up. Oh, Paul, tell him I said hi. We will. All right. <laughs> hey, Paul F. Tompkins, Travis McElroy says hi. Is yes. Paul here? He's on his way in. Is Paul here? Do we have a Paul? Do we have a Paul? Is Paul on his way in? There are like, there's like a series of button presses that have to happen yeah. to get him in here. But our, our final guest is the great Paul F. Tompkins, our friend. Who needs no introduction. Hour and and many other help. things. Oh, yeah. Hello. Oh, my God. Him. I love what you are wearing. Oh, these? Yes, my, those. My Tucker pajamas. <laughs> uh, and this, and your Tonight Show curtain. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh my, my immediate God. thought, was that that is the Tonight Show I curtain. I was wondering if that, uh, you guys are old enough to remember that. Yes. Yeah. The Johnny Carson. Paul, you have no, first of all, before we get to the thing, how are yeah. you? It is lovely to see you. Yes. I'm very well, thank you. I'm I'm uh, dropping in with you guys before I record Stay F Homekins, my quarantine podcast with my wife. Awesome. Right after this. So uh, it, was, it was perfect timing. Look at that. Well, Lovely. thank you for being here. And this is kind of, uh, your outfit is perfect for the question that comes to us from Otto Maddox. <laughs> and the question is, sleeping attire, PJs, T-shirt, just your underpants, sweatpants, or your birthday suit, or anything else that might be on the list. Are you a proper sleep in pajamas guy? 
sometimes I am. I I am large. I contain multitudes, and uh, <laughs> I absolutely will run the gamut of sleeping attire. I have the thing. Here are the things I prefer. Okay. Winter time, pajamas, um, PJs, t-shirt, pajamas. your underpants. I say yeah. I'm not a. That, that's PJs is for kids. PJs. Okay. Uh, I thought jammies. What did you call them as a kid? We called them jammies. Jammies. No. What? That jammies. That's racist. It's related to Jam Crow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, By the way, I read the Snopes while you guys were talking. I read the Snopes yes. entry for Jimmy's. It's fascinating. It's absolutely worth a read. There's no. There is no conclusive. There's no evidence at all that it's racist. Right. Or mm-hmm. where that even comes from. But all of the people claiming to be the inventor of Jimmy's, the term, the actual Jimmy itself, it's 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 a great read. <laughs> Jimmy's entry on Snopes is a great read. Snopes is generally a great read. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I bet there's some dry stuff on Snopes. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I go to the wet section. Um so I say I say pajamas. I do not say pajamas or any mm-hmm. of the um the nicknames for uh, for pajamas. I don't like nice. clothing nicknames. That's just me. That's um, <laughs> so pajamas in the winter time. Right in the summertime, I like to go au natural, my friends. Oh, really? right on. Yeah, which is that's a that's a bold move in an earthquake town. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yes, it is. You yes. never know when you're gonna have to run outside. You just I have will, pants set next to the bed, like already with the shoes God, under them. Honestly, God, I will have clothes nearby. <laughs> you have to. I can never get. Yeah. I. I don't think I ever. I tried it a couple times, sleeping au natural, and I couldn't get comfortable with it because what the whole time I lay in bed going most comfortable. It's. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I look. I shower and I'm clean, but I just mm. have this weird thing of like. Is the is this bad for? It's either bad for the sheets or it's bad for. Look, I have a lot of problems. It's bad. The more <laughs> I wish I wasn't saying this out loud. These are know. two count sheets. Do you think my body will destroy them overnight? <laughs> I have those tissue paper sheets. They're very <laughs> gentle, and if I sweat, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I sleep in those giant condoms from the Naked Gun. That's what I wear. Uh, it's the only oh thing that will keep God. me safe. Well, you know, I have an old, my bed is an old hospital exam, exam table. And, uh, <laughs> oh, so you, you have know, the paper. I put the paper bed spread out. <laughs> Pull up that paper top sheet. <laughs> <laughs> the little smaller paper towel that they put around the pillow. <laughs> yeah. Heck, yeah. I've got on your feet. Two airline pillows. Mark, how what, do you sleep? I usually, you know what, honestly, and this is really embarrassing because I, I stay up fairly late. And by the time I go to, I don't like, I don't have like a, a go to bed ritual. Like I don't get ready for bed. You know what I mean? Ritual is monitoring when Ken Plume is still up. And then you say, I'm going to go to bed one hour before he does. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) And he's on a different coast. Yeah, my goal is get one more hour of sleep in Ken Bloom, and then yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really have a ritual. It's just like do whatever I'm doing until I'm tired to the point of not being able to do it anymore. It's usually just like whatever is underneath what I'm wearing. You know what I mean? So like I'd lose this, I'd just be in the tank top and the underpants. Like it's like take off, just take off any. I don't put anything on for bed. I just take off what would be uncomfortable to sleep in. 
And sometimes I don't even get that far if it's been like if it's been a night. Like I've seen that before. Where like after a party or something. What has Hal seen before? I've seen I've roomed with Mark and he'll if he's out all night, he'll come back and just fully clothed, lay down face down on the bed, which terrifies me. Because I know I know he's only one bad moment away. I'm like, should I roll him over? Do I need to get him on his side? I'm not Eric Stoltz in mask. Face down is safer because if he's on his back, he could choke on his own vomit. That's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You're just gonna wake up in a puddle of it. So I'll leave you alone in the future. Yeah, um, yeah man. He'll like just fa- he'll just lay down. He'll be like, now it's sleep time because that's as far as he's gotten. He can't even get a layer deep. And now I yeah. imagine you when you take clothes off, being like, like you're just sort of struggling. Like the shirt comes off and then the pants come off. Yeah, and then just you fall over from exhaustion when you frequently, frequently the. The jeans and belt and frequently the socks as well, like middle of the night will be like a, why am I uncomfortable? Oh, I still have my pants on. (laughs) Like I am not good at sleeping guys. I am terrible at sleep. (laughs) Let me ask you this as a pajama guy. Do you put the pajamas on before bed or do you put the pajamas on at the point in the evening when you decide now is comfy time? Mark, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) My... My wife, Janie, and I have a term, which is soft clothes. And there is a time in the evening mm-hmm. where someone will announce, uh, I'm going to go change into soft clothes. And that could mean pajamas, or it could just right. mean things that could serve as pajamas. Right. Most of the time, it means whatever pajamas mean to the individual. Right. So, whatever you're planning on sleeping in. Yes, exactly. Yep. I'm going to put this on now, and that's it for the night. I'm getting into bed with this on. Gotcha. My uh, my brother-in-law, uh, when he comes home from work, because he works in a place where he has to wear a shirt and tie and trousers, will come home and put on what he calls his play clothes. Just because he is, from the time he was a little kid, they've called him that. You come home from school, Absolutely. you take off your school clothes, you put on your play clothes. That's right. You yeah. Those school clothes cost money, and yeah. you're not going to ruin them. Exactly. And if you're, and if it is, if it's, if it's a uniform, like I had at Catholic school, you don't have seven or eight pairs of those pants. You got a couple pairs of the uniform pants. Very true. You got to get a couple of days out of those. It's very true. I think, yeah, I think, I think I had two pairs of school pants and two school shirts mm-hmm. and one school tie. <laughs> so by the end of the week, the school tie just has all five days of lunch on it. <laughs> oh, I, I feel I've offended. Impression that I was a sloppy child. <laughs> I'm thinking more. I was using the universal you, by which I mean one. my one, clothes. One yeah. school tie has one's sc- exactly. One wow. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Mustard was the worst culprit for my school uniform. Whether on navy pants or a white shirt, it looks terrible. Wow. It um, works on a plaid tie though. <laughs> <laughs> it really sets it off. If you're wearing a tartan Catholic school tie, <laughs> blends in perfectly. Yeah. Oh my god. See, I realized I never. There's a whole world of school uniforms that I would never because I went to a Quaker school, which is super mm-hmm. hippy dippy. That we would protest that we weren't allowed to wear baseball hats. That should let you know both mm-hmm. about the student Those body and protests, right. What's that? They were all silent protests. Yes, we were yeah. silent protests. We all we all you just wait, sat down. Nobody felt the need to speak. Yes. If the spirit moves you, you stand up and say, I'd like to wear uh, a baseball cap. Yes. (laughs) 
Oh my god. I'll sit down Sen- now. Thank you. Senior <laughs> year at Meeting for Worship, which is uh, everybody just sits silently in a room. And if you move to speak, you stand up and share. Every mm-hmm. senior, and I watched it happen for three years, would stand up and say, um, I was writing my essay for college and I realized um, all the wonderful times I had with everybody and how much I'm going to miss all of you and just all you underclassmen, just enjoy it and remember how great it is. And they'd sit down and then somebody else would be like, what a bunch of jerks. And then it would be your turn and you'd stand up and say the same as if you had lost control of your mind and body and forgotten everything else. Cause the most important thing anybody could hear is that you were working on your dumb college essay and that you're going to miss being in high school. No, duh. <laughs> wait, <laughs> and shake hands. So everybody said this. Everybody, so, like, everyone over the course. They're working their college essay. Mm-hmm. But then would someone stand up and say, you dumb jerk, or no? <laughs> I mean, we were all thinking it. Somebody would stand okay. up and I, give I, it a look. I, I, that was, I, that was I, the internal I, monologue. Yeah. I thought it, I thought that was the pattern, was somebody would stand up and say that, yeah. and another person <laughs> would say, you dumb jerk. And another guy would be like, I'm going to get back on Sincere, the Sincere yeah. track. <laughs> <laughs> that classic Quaker call and response. That's, <laughs> that's I mean, this, they, they do what it. was the name of this class? What was what you mean? The school, it's called meeting for worship. Meeting for worship. This is mm-hmm. this was a. I mean, the, your school has Wednesdays. is three hundred years old and has the word friends in its title. So I know yeah. there's going to be some kooky yeah. stuff going on. So but it was just Wednesday, like okay for like a half an hour. You'd walk to this this incredibly old building and you'd sit on these mm-hmm. benches and they would all face. There was a set of benches they all faced called the facing benches. And when you were a senior or eighth grade for <laughs> school or fifth grade for, low, for lower school, that's, that's where you would sit. You would make it to the facing benches. Yeah. And uh, everybody would just sit there and you would hear a dry cough every once in a while or a sniff. You would look at that's the very – distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You would, uh, you would open the very old uh, prayer books that were there that I don't think were ever even used during mm-hmm. Sunday services. And you would watch other kids pull the buttons off of cushions slowly and methodically and wonder, what is, what am I doing here? I know I'm supposed I'm, to be reflecting, but I'm not. I don't think I, I don't think any of the kids did. And I it sounds like this, suspect the teachers didn't. Is this school training you for AA? Like it, 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 like it, it seems like, yeah, everybody have, you have to go and stand up and say how you're feeling and there's <laughs> coffee, coffee and donuts. And donuts. Yeah. yeah. Everybody would smoke outside afterwards. What? AA sleeper cell. Maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were activated and then had to sit there in a circle while one person shared. Oh my God. And then we got snacks afterwards. Wow. That really is an AA sleeper cell. Yeah. I had no idea. In my own backyard. That's where they were. Um, let's get back on to uh, talking about sleepwear because we do have one more question uh, after this one for you, Paul. I'm going to say um, the ultimate, the ultimate mm-hmm. is in the nude. I think sleeping wow. sleeping raw is the to me is the best. It feels good. Um, it's like skinny dipping on dry land. <laughs> Look, if at some point in the night in my half tossing, there have been points I'm sure where I've been like, this is uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable until I'm completely naked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, the times that I have gone to bed naked and woken up naked have been memorable times frequently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like when you were writing your college essay. <laughs> when I was writing my college essay. <laughs> Don't forget these times. <laughs> don't, forget, don't forget 
how great it was to sleep to go to bed naked and wake up that way. <laughs> All right. I now mean, I'm read the lyrics to the circle game. <laughs> <laughs> there is, I will say, like, how, as, but how you as, still seem you. I, I mean, no, I'm not as a hundred percent on board and sold on nudity as the I, Paul is pro nudity. How you seem anti nudity. Just yeah. uh, no, I'm not. I was gonna say as much as anxiety as much anxiety as I put on it, which is really on me. There was something mm-hmm. to this. Feels very nice. Like you feel you, there is a freedom to it, Absolutely. to it as well. Yeah. Honestly, the, so, the skinny dipping analogy. Like I had not skinny dipped until I was well into my 30s. I had never done it, mm-hmm. and then I was at a uh, I was at a pool party where it was just me and another person in the pool. It was late in the evening. Everybody else is like standing around doing their own thing. And we were talking, my friend and I were having a conversation about skinny dipping. I said, I've never done it. And they said, you can just take off your suit right now and see how it feels. Like go to the, go to the deep end. I'll stay here. You go over there and do it. And so I did. I couldn't believe what a difference, how different it felt from just having a bathing suit on to taking the bathing suit off and having your entire body be touched by the water in that way it was like oh i get why people do this this is this is very pleasant yeah wow yeah. it's the ancient way to swim the i love the ancient ways Mark. yeah i get it i get it ancient, it like so much to learn <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out uh as far as uh pajama because it does feel like pajamas and sleeping nude are the two that are, and this has come up before, the special one. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just sleeping in whatever, like, like, eh, just throw this off and hop into bed. That's like an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't sleep naked all the time. It is a rare and lovely treat. But also, I don't wear pajamas all the time, so they are a rare treat. Uh, and frequently a good gift, uh, which is nice. Like, like, I think I've only ever worn pajamas that have been gifted to me. So that also is sort of like, a, it's like a home-cooked meal. You know, it's like, yes, that's a hint. Hal, please send me pajamas. All right. Um, so <laughs> I'll eliminate all the other ones, but, um, yes, between pajamas and the birthday suit, they, they do have that similarity to them. Yeah. That there is a special. Let me say this too. Mm-hmm. If you're sleeping in a, in a t shirt and a lounge pant or whatever, mm-hmm. guess what? You wear pajamas. <laughs> that's true. You might think you're not, but you yeah. are. This is a special little suit you put on to go to sleep in. I guess. Yeah, it's, it's your soft clothes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best pajamas. And I, 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 never... I, I haven't had – I have a, like a flannel set of pajamas that I will wear in mm-hmm. the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I haven't had like a, a pajama sets like this mm-hmm. until the quarantine happened. And then I was like, I'm staying inside a lot. And I think it might be nice to lounge around – in a pair of pajamas. And I had, I had a pair of, of pajamas, like Brooks brothers pajamas that I bought mm. a million years ago. And I busted them out for uh, one of the last uh, thrillings that we did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like this a lot. This is very comfortable and it's very enjoyable. So I recommend it. I recommend it. If you're on the fence about pajamas, it's a nice thing. All right. Do you prefer the time that you spend awake in pajamas or the time that you sp- that you spend asleep in pajamas? I think awake because um it can get it can get hot at night under the covers mm-hmm. and uh 
you know, like in the summertime, I will not, I'll, in the summertime, I would take these off to go to sleep. And then I put them back on in the morning to have breakfast and stuff uh, and start the day. So, yeah, I think during the day, during the day, it feels it yeah. feels luxurious. And then, look, once once we're all back at work, God willing, yeah. um, <laughs> we're going to we're not going to have as many opportunities to feel this way. Uh, so I'm I'm Good point. I'm making the most of it. Right on. I love it. So um, pajamas a day. Sailors. Well, I do. <laughs> Naked but the night, like the, the sleeping the sleeping naked at night is I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt Hal. Sailor's delight. I said the whole thing. Okay, you got you got through the the whole classic sailor poem. Naked night, sailor's delight. That's um, it. <laughs> I mean, and to quote Paget from earlier in the episode, you wear your pajamas as your soft clothes, but then you know sleeping naked it's a little sexy. There's something sexy about it. It's a little uh little different, little little uh, little more fun. Why my friend? What? <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah, I'm 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 fully on board with that. I I do I love pajamas. When I sleep in pajamas, it does like yeah, I'll get it's the same yeah, it, it's I like it'll get bunched up. Like it's like feels like I'm wearing a button-down shirt. Cuz I am. Like I'm wearing an Oxford to sleep. Right. You know what I mean? Especially because of Los Angeles, it is a seasonal thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the best, nude. the best, uh, ass and answered. It's, uh, ass sleeping in the nude. Um, right. one final, fine. Do you have, do you have time for one little, uh, quickie at the end here, Paul? What if I said no? We'd, <laughs> we'd hang up right now. <laughs> it all disappear. Yes, it would all disappear. Yes. All right. Emmy Robertson wants to know, and this is a good one for our final topic. What oh, is work. the, what is the best email sign off? Now, this is operating under the assumption that they all suck, right? Yep. <laughs> so so we're, we're voting for best of the worst here. Correct. You don't like an email sign-off? No. Not a, a best I'm, – I'm a best wishes guy because that seems that. generally to encompass things. It's, you don't mean like, that. In like a formal thing. Best wishes is such a funny phrase to me. <laughs> best wishes. <laughs> I'm wishing you the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever my Whatever your wish for yourself is. I wish that you were wishing the best of them and also that they come. And it's nothing to do with whether they come true. I just want you to be wishing correctly. This concludes our business transaction. I hope you get that pony. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, the one that I like the most, and I have a friend who who routinely signs off this way, Mm -hmm. is best. Mm -hmm. Just the word best, comma. I really like it a lot. That's what I do. That's my. And it's standard. just the shortened version of best wishes. Unless what? What would the? What would be you the other? Anything. Yeah. Why just wishes? Why? Can I, why can't I wish? The- your green book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my. That's my email sign up. Yeah. <laughs> best picture winner green book. Paula Tompkins. <laughs> what about in life? What do you guys use in life? Well, as well as the box office receipts. For- <laughs> <laughs> now available on streaming and DVD. <laughs> um, do you guys have one that you generally use in life? Like, do you have a go-to? I don't have a go. I don't do a sign-off that often. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I- the best of the worst. If comma, I do- Paul F. Tompkins. If I do, I'll, I'll maybe do thank you very much or mm-hmm. sincerely are probably my, my two go-tos. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Sincerely. Yeah. In ref, I I met what I said. I think a, a thank you I, I is. Yeah. <laughs> Beat of sweat. Just yeah. to be clear, there are no lies in this letter. Yeah. I wrote sincerely. Those are the rules. Sincerely, I totally promise. <laughs> sincerely. I like sincerely. I'm on board with sincerely. It's a nice, it's a nice uh, word. It's yeah, a very nice yeah. word. It looks nice. It sounds nice. It means nice things. Nice is like the kind of the like any email sign off that would kind of be the adjective for it. Like it's nice. It reminds you of uh, the Buffalo Bills from uh, the Music Man movie. <laughs> Expand on that. How can there be any sin and sincere? How can there be any sin and sincere? Where is the good and goodbye? Exactly. Yeah. Ice cream. <laughs> Ice cream. Oh, man. I just heard that song the other day for the first time in years, and I was excited. Uh, yeah. The song Ice Cream. I, I was listening to Channel 72. Shout out to Seth Rudetsky and Broadway Radio on Sirius XM. And that mm-hmm. song came on. And I was like, oh, yeah. I did this play freshman year. And I remembered it. Of the Buffalo Bills? I never, uh, I never got to do it. I always no, I was it. in the ensemble. I was just doing this at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Paul, you would be a great Professor Harold Hill. Well, that that, like a role. that's very nice. I, I think I'm more of a, a Marcellus Washburn, but I appreciate that. I think I could do a great job. Look, vote for me to do <laughs> Professor Harold Hill in the People's Broadway uh, concept I just invented. <laughs> people to play roles. The People's Broadway. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh my God! Is it? Or what are we going with here for the best sign off? We're we going sincerely. We're we going no sign off. I thought or it was best. best. We like. I mean, best, best is great. Best is the I think is the best. I yeah. think best is like uh, what is the best. If the question is what is the best, then, then the best. There's something that seems very friendly and intimate about it. Do you know what I mean? Because it is mm-hmm. so short. I don't know. I really, I really like it a lot. Yeah, it kind of says. I'm it on all. board. I like that. Well, you know what, Paul of Tompkins, thanks for coming and doing the show. Um, yes, best guys. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to be back on for you promised me that when you finally rank the races, I'm going to be the guest. <laughs> uh, Camp, Camp Town versus <laughs> the New York Marathon. <laughs> hmm. I don't remember that being in the email, but. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we just added the late edition. Then the winner will be when people try to eat fruit by the foot. Let's see if you can do it. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, the winner is the long breadstick at the Italian restaurant. <laughs> thank you for having me, and um, uh, thank you for doing this and contributing money to a great cause. And uh, thank you everyone who who is viewing and who uh, who also helped out. This is this is we got to be doing more stuff like this, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you so much, man. Our pleasure. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll talk yeah. to you soon. Best. <laughs> How? Look what we did. We're it. only 20 minutes over. We did great. It's amazing. I had it all budgeted out. And somewhere yeah. I lost. How you did an amazing life. job. I've, I've now, it now looks like, uh, I've got the crazy paper of like a newscaster who just yeah. does this and then scribbles. I just want to throw some thank yous out there. Uh, we mm-hmm. couldn't do this show without our producer, Ken Plume, who briefly came Amen. in and tells how little sleep he gets. The reason that you were able to see this streaming, the reason we were able to sell tickets and do it so quickly is because of Ben Blacker and Julie Lacatour. Thank you to them. Thank you to all of our guests, all of our incredible guests. Janet Varney, Eric Edelstein, Symphony Sanders, uh, Cecil uh, Baldwin, Meg Bashwinner, 
Lindsey Kelk, Danielle Radford, Paget Brewster, Laser Melina Weber, Travis McElroy, and of course, Paul F. Tompkins for giving us their time and helping us raise money for this cause. And thank you to all $2, of you. $2,000. We raised a couple grand. So it's thank incredible. you. Yeah. We couldn't do that without you. Thank you so much. And that, that is it. You can listen to our podcast every single week. We settle single topics a lot of the time. Sometimes we do multiple topics, but a lot of these people have been on multiple times and you can see why they are all a delight and wonderful. And Mark, thank you for doing the show. And Hal, thank you, brother, for doing this and for all the work that you did putting this together. This was, uh, I put my name on the group assignment on this one. You did a great <laughs> job. <laughs> and we will sign off as we always do. These topics are closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fund subreddit or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you again to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively, that you heard at the very beginning of the show. And thank you, the people of the world, for giving us the chance to do a big, epic extravaganza show like this, for giving Hal and I a chance to talk to some of our dear friends, some of whom we haven't talked to in a while, and for raising a couple thousand dollars for the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. And uh, stay safe, stay healthy, keep up the fight. And yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Agliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Hey, I'm Bria Grant, an e-reader who loves spoilers and chocolate. And I'm Mallory O'Mara, a print book collector who will murder you if you spoil a book for me. And we're the host of Reading Glasses, a podcast designed to help you read better. Over the past few years, we've figured out why people read. Self-improvement. Escapism. To distract ourselves from the world burning down. And why they don't. Not enough time. Not knowing what to read. And being overwhelmed by the number on their TBR list. And we're here to help you with that. We will help you conquer your TBR pile while probably adding a bunch of books to it. Reading glasses. Every week on MaximumFun.org. Rocket Ship One, this is Mission Control. Come in. This is Rocket Ship One. Go ahead. Rocket Ship, what's your status on Max Fun Drive? Shouldn't we have seen it by now? Sorry about that, Mission Control. Turns out I miscalculated. Current projected ETA for Max Fun Drive is July 13th. But it looks different. It'll be for four weeks, so it's longer than expected. But all readings point to low-key. Oh, that'll be good. But can you verify that there are still special gifts for new and upgrading monthly members? Verified. Sweet gifts for new and upgrading members, plus amazing new episodes and even special weekly live streams for charity. Happy that. Rocket ship, can you confirm ETA for Max Fun Drive? 90% probability of Max Fun Drive from July 13 to August 7. Did you say 90%? There were a couple of decimal places, and I might have carried a zero wrong. I'm just going to pencil in July 13 to August 7. Mission Control out. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.